What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Number four, Charles Barkley. Round, the wow. Round, the round mound, mound of, rebound. of rebound. Easy for me to say. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. And- it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 of the game. We're bumping coming in here on this uh, Friday. It's feel good uh, Friday. What's happening out there, everybody? Uh, it's January 20th, 2023. And it's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry jamming out here on this uh, Friday for you. And while we're jamming out, we're going to be talking to some uh, sports as well. Coming up, we got some uh, local sports to talk about uh, from last night. The uh, championship is uh, set mm-hmm. for the NTC uh, Girls of uh, Basketball. And uh, the Alona Illini crowned a, a conference tournament champion uh, there last night. We'll talk about that and we'll explore the weekend action as uh, Cumberland underway yep. as well in the conference tournament as well that we talked about yesterday. And it's the uh, divisional round of the playoffs, so uh, not super wild card weekend, but we're moving on from that. It's divisional round uh, time, so we got to take a look at uh, those matchups coming up uh, this weekend. And, of course, we'll be picking those games as well for uh, Pick'em and, you know, you can hear them all right here on a 98.9 The Game. Both games on Saturday, both games on a Sunday. That's so, the plan. Very cool. Yes, absolutely. Very cool to be uh, giving you some divisional playoff action right here on the uh, radio. And also we're going to talk some uh, national sports as well with the NFL. It's the uh, NHL, NBA, college basketball as well. And whatever else we can fit in here and whatever we don't get to, we'll get to in the uh, podcast. You can find a pod wherever you download your favorite podcast. And, of course, uh, coming up in the uh, podcast as well, we got our snake draft coming at you today, another one of those. And it's the uh, biggest what-ifs in sports across yes. all of all genres. All genres of, of sports. sports. Yes, of sports. Absolutely. So uh, make sure you tune into that in the uh, pod, and we'll do that uh, snake draft uh, coming up here in a little bit. Then Absolutely. I look forward to it. Absolutely. Should be a uh, fun one. Should have some uh, lengthy discussions, see what we can come mm-hmm. up with with the biggest what-ifs in uh, sports. So uh, that is what's uh, coming at you here today. And, of course, uh, the uh, starting lineup would not be possible without uh, the uh, folks from uh, McMahon Meets, also a Tingley Insurance Agency. And uh, we also have uh, Wet Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair, and a uh, 
the top of the state of banks. So uh, thanks for them for coming along for uh, this ride here in uh, 2023. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's get this uh, show uh, started underway. Lots to talk about, lots to get to here on this uh, Friday's version of the show. So uh, let's uh, kick it off and let's start it off with First Things First. Before we get into the show... First things first. Eric's still jamming over here, bobbing oh, his yeah. head to the, to oh, the yeah. song. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, let, let's start it off and let's rip the Band-Aid off uh, here uh, with this one right off the top mm-hmm. as uh, Illinois last night. Well, did they show up to play? Well, one person did. That was Trace Jackson Davis, and uh, he uh, dominated the uh, Illini last night. Goes for a, a season high of 35 points uh, for him, and uh, the Illini's little four-game win streak has uh, been uh, snapped. And Eric's been kind of right a little bit here last mm-hmm. night with uh, consistency. Yeah, being one of the keys uh, for the Illini, not very consistent. No. Hey, came out and scored the first four points, and yep. uh, everyone was like, "Ah, we're good." Wow, Indiana. Then uh, they started to buckle their heels down, and it was like the Illini were in quicksand there, and uh, Indiana just went skyrocketed off from there. It's a twelve-zero run after that, and Con- then it was on consistency. Travis, like you said last time out, it was Mayer who led the Illini. Nothing last night. Uh, Zero. Yeah, he was nothing. Not, not factor. Oh, for all. four from the field, and that's right. to me. This game, Travis, can get narrowed down to just three stats. All right, you ready? Mm. That's our Illinois shooting thirty-eight percent from the field, while Indiana shot sixty-one percent. Yeah. You have to play perfect against a team that's shooting sixty-one percent from the field. Yeah, they were like shooting sixty-six, sixty-seven percent at halftime. Yes, and we were missing the layups. Yes, we couldn't even make layups. Yes, bunnies. We were missing them. Illinois, thirty-nine point one percent from the free throw line. Indiana, sixty-nine percent from the free throw line. Illinois yeah, shot free throws were bad. Ten more free throws than Indiana, and they both made nine of them. Right. That's yeah. ten points you're leaving just there on the floor. And finally, Travis, we talked about it in their their last game that they won. Rebounding, they got out rebounded by twelve rebounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not none of those factors are recipes for success, especially no. when you got I do give the Illini credit. They did get 14 offensive rebounds, which is good because they were missing plenty of shots to get those offensive rebounds. But yeah. they still gave up 30 defensive rebounds to Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You forced 17 turnovers. Indiana fouled you 20 times. You only had nine team fouls. That's a game you should win. And you could. Well, no, it, it's definitely not a game you should win when you can't stop uh, one player and you make yep. absolutely no adjustments at nope. all whatsoever. No. Nope. Like, there wasn't any, like, double teams that I saw. Hey, uh, we, we'll hear in just a second. I got a clip from the press conference, but, uh, you know, they said they threw a double package. I didn't see it anywhere. Uh, Danger couldn't guard him, and uh, Coleman Hawkins wasn't any better mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, uh, Jackson Davis came in and he proved why he was one of the preseason All-American for the Big Ten or All-Big Ten selection, and uh, he was like 8 for 8 or 8 for mm-hmm. 9 from the field at one point. He ended up being 
being 15 of 19 in shots. He looked like baby Shaq out there or uh, LeBron out there, and they weren't doing anything different. And uh, what Coach Underwood said in the press conference was, um, you know, him being stubborn and just uh, trying to play uh, straight up with them, and uh, you can't do that. No adjustments at all made last night, and I'm usually one of the biggest Underwood defenders yeah. and whatnot because look at the, what he's done in the past three and a half years. I'm not discounting that, but last night we didn't do anything to try to change it up and try to stop Jackson Davis at all. I, I And I agree with you, Travis. Now, I will make an argument here, and that argument is if your offense shows up, you only lost by 15. If someone else besides Shannon Jr. scores – yeah, like they're used to. Tough. If you could get five points from Mayor, it's a ten-point game, and we're talking about a totally different feeling. Right. Well, apparently, Mayor was uh, sick. Well, or whoever. You got nine from Hawkins. You got nine from Danger. You got eight from Harris. If you just get a little bit more point output, you'd live with giving up thirty-five to one player. The problem is you couldn't counter it. They were trying to go, like you said. Straight up, punch for punch, blow for blow. And Illinois, as we said, does not have the firepower to do that. What was the number I told you, Travis? It was 70. They had to keep Indiana under 70 to win this game. If they do that, they still are losing based off of how many points Illinois got. But you feel better about a 5-point loss compared to a 15-point loss. Right, yeah, you definitely feel a lot better today. To me, it, to me, it was a case of, like you said, no adjustments on the defensive side and offense you had nothing to counter what Indiana was doing offensively. Right, yeah, and you, you always put yourself uh, behind the eight ball. You always uh, were behind uh, double digits at, at halftime. Uh, you know, it was like a 17 or 19-point lead for Indiana, and then Illinois would go on that run, including my guy, R.J. Melendez, with yep. a little dunk and then a three-pointer to close out the half, to close it to 10 points at the half. Uh, and uh, then Indiana comes out in the second half and makes a run. So every time Illinois tried to creep back into the game, there was a haymaker thrown up by uh, the Hoosiers. There was one run in the second half, and then uh, what was that one guy that went down? I think it was Galloway who ended up uh, making a layup at the very end right when Illinois was trying to get back in it there in the second half. And just so it's like every time you were trying to get back into the game after you fell down by so much, Indiana would counterpunch. You know what would really help that, Travis? Making your free throws. That would be, yes. You make free throws, Travis. As I said, yeah, if, you make, if you make five to 10 more free throws. Again, it's a five-point game, and this mm. doesn't feel as bad. Right, yeah. It's the fact that there is not a single facet of the game I can point to and say, the Illini did this good. They yeah, had no. Indiana had more blocks than Illinois. Indiana had – Illinois did have more steals. I'll give them that. They had 11 <laughs> steals as a team. They didn't have uh-huh. as many turnovers as Indiana. They didn't have as many fouls as Indiana. But other than that, there wasn't a whole lot you could hang your head about last night. No. That you know, hey, we at least did this well. Yeah, uh, no, not at all. They shot the ball decently from three, eight of 19. Yeah. That's decent for the Salini team. Yeah. But and then on the other teams shooting their twos, 61% and 66 yeah. at halftime. Yeah. Mm. You're not going to win Doesn't a lot of matter. games. Yeah. This, no. this, and again, Travis, I shudder to think what this game would have been at Indiana. Right, exactly. Yeah, this was at home. We had that emotion to hang our hat on up there, and we couldn't even do anything at home. Couldn't muster then. Again, every time it seems like the Illini have it turned around, something comes up. Something Something happens. happens. (laughs) Something just makes you question this team again. Right. 
We thought they had the positive momentum forward, four-game winning streak. You know, thinking, in fact, I remember you saying, we're back. We are. We were. No. We're still not. There's still a lot of holes that need to be fixed. Oh, yes. And also, let's not discount that it's just been like it always is. It's always crazy in the Big Ten, yep. a night in and yep. a night out. And, uh, you know, that's just what this conference is. Yep. And so, this is just uh, an off night. Uh, for for the Illini and they couldn't stop uh, Trace Jackson Davis, who I said looked like he loved not playing against Kofi Coburn the last few years, and he dominated. Like like I said, he just looked like LeBron out there, like with but, the uh, with the assists, with the blocks, and then one of those thirty five points. And again, you are I think you're decently okay with that happening to a player that, as you said, preseason a lot of people picked to be the Big Ten Player of the Year. If this would yeah. have been a guy off the bench scoring 37 points, then you, you're probably a little more teed off. Right. You knew coming in, he's going to be the guy we got to stop, mm-hmm. and he couldn't do it. Right. But yeah. give credit to his teammates because four of the other starting five oh, yeah. had 10 points as well. Yeah. So they showed up as a team ready to score, and Illinois did not. Right, yeah, and that's kind of what uh, Coach uh, Underwood uh, here, and I grabbed a clip from the uh, press conference. This is the one that I wanted to uh, grab here. I don't, I'm not worried about his 35. I'm worried about his – I'm worried about Geronimo's 13 when he's averaging five. Um, yeah, I mean, Dane guarded him pretty good for about three possessions. And um, then we just lay behind him. And, you know, we, 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 we've got a double package. We actually tried it. Doesn't show that, but we tried it. Yeah, no, it didn't. He didn't show it at all there, and he was talking about the Davis's thirty-five points there, obviously, and whatnot. But he wasn't worried about it. So still sticking with his guns. That I, I'm not worried about his thirty-five. I'm, I was worried about uh, Geronimo uh, there scoring what he did. But I mean, I'll give Underwood this. He is stubborn. And, he is you sometimes know, if, to a fault. Yes, and so uh, how do you say that it wasn't his 35 that, that beat us? I mean, if he, even if he scores like his average, uh, we're still a lot closer in the game. Yeah, So yeah. I mean, yeah, Geronimo did get over, way over his average, but still. And like you said, it was balanced to scoring with double figures yeah. of all well, four and, out of the five starters. And that's the thing. You know, we talk about it all the time. You know, we, we talk about it more in the NBA level, but, you know, you have a superstar. They're going to get what they're going to get. You have to stop everyone else around him. So I kind of see what Coach Underwood is saying there of, you know, coming in, he's going to get his points. We got to stop everybody else. Mm. You didn't do that either. No, you didn't do that. You didn't do anything. And as we talked about, Travis, the toughness of this team is not there. Yeah, it wasn't there last night for It's sure. not there. Mm-hmm. And, again, it makes, me, it makes me start questioning again. Right. You know, it makes me question of, you know, where is this team headed? What are we looking at here? What kind of a team is this that we're seeing? Right. Yeah, exactly. I thought that we, uh, like everybody did, I thought I had it all figured out. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's back to the, the drawing board. Yep. And whatnot. I know Coach Underwood mentioned something about being, uh, you know, 19 straight days, just going after it pretty hard. And that's why uh, Mayer was sick a little bit as well. There's really no time to recover with the Big Ten schedule. I think Coach Izzo for Michigan State had brought that up as well. But, I mean, these are just excuses really at the I was going to say it's not for affecting Purdue at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, no. if you're a good team – and a well-coached team, you find ways to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or at least compete. Right. 
yeah, a lot closer than it was last night. It last almost, night they didn't compete. It almost felt like the Missouri loss all, all over it again. Did. Not quite as bad, but almost very, very close uh, to the way it felt from At last least night. we didn't have the worst Big Ten game of the night. So That's true. Hang our head on that, I guess. That's true. And uh, I heard uh, going up into the game about uh, people arguing on Twitter about whether Indiana and Illinois are actually rivals or, or whatnot. So <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of silly. Uh, but yeah, even some Illinois beat writers arguing that Indiana isn't a rival. I don't know how they're not, but I don't know who rivals we have. I guess nobody, but <laughs> I guess Indiana's not a real rival for, for some reason. Well, to be fair, Travis, we always say in a rivalry that both teams have to win. And lately, lately, the past couple of years, Indiana has basketball has not been what it once was. Yeah, they've gone through some downtimes. Yeah, like now the series is like 94, 92. But think about how many of those were during the Bobby Knight era where yes. Indiana was going undefeated or winning or losing two games a year in yeah, the we 70s going, or the 80s. We were going back and forth with them with Coach Henson, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. But so. I just – Indiana basketball has not been relevant lately. Yep, they definitely been trying to search for uh, an identity for yeah. quite a while. And I think they're starting to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they had they have that one year where they were super high uh, ranked. They just showed a clip the other day with the Illinois with the upset with Griffey mm-hmm. with the layup at the end. They were number one then. I think that may have been the same year they were upset Kentucky yeah. when they were super good with, with all those NBA players that they had. So, I mean, yeah, they definitely have had spurts he, here and mm-hmm. there, but I definitely uh, hear, hear what you're saying there. And I think know. they'll always be a rival because they made us have to change Assembly Hall. <laughs> Even though uh, ours was first, yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if they're the reason we we had the. I will it, always blame Indiana they, for it. It's not State Farm's fault. It's Indiana. I, I think Illinois kind of caved into the corporate sponsors at that point. No, there, it was Indiana, Travis. It's Indiana's fault, and uh, yeah, from an Indiana perspective, I guess they're like, oh well, we don't even ever think about you, uh, aspect type of thing. But eh, whatever. To be uh, fair, rivals. I think more Michigan is Illinois' rival on the basketball court than I do Indiana. Mm, yeah. And, and Purdue. There it is again. I, I Michigan, Michigan. Purdue. I don't think Michigan even thinks about us as no, a rival no, at no. all. So, uh, Illini will try to bounce back against the Michigans. Do They do consider them a, a rival, and that's Ohio State, and that's who we got coming up on a Tuesday Another – oh, that's a 6 o'clock uh, tip-off. So, thank goodness for uh, that. No more of these late uh, tips there. I was worried about Michigan State's game running long and causing mm-hmm. Illinois. But uh, got it in, and it was a late tip, and Indiana came to play. Illinois did not. We'll see what happens against the Buckeyes on a Tuesday. And, of course, we'll have coverage for you here on 98.9 DA game. So, uh, that does it for Illinois basketball, and we'll talk more college basketball and the rest of the Big Ten coming up here in just a little bit. But right now we're going to step away and we're going to talk some local sports coming up next. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay, I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. 
probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Shop limited-time deals at the Truckload Event at Lowe's, happening now. Save big on your favorites across the store. During this event, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, find the perfect floor tile for your home for less. Get up to 50% off select styles while you can. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload Event today. Valid 1229-125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Discount taken at time of purchase. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. (laughs) Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. (laughs) Looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. (laughs) Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. And now... Uh, up next, two winless teams right here. Sullivan is at Newton. Newton lost 13-12 to against Paris last I week. I have a prediction for this game. Are you ready? Okay. The starting lineup. At the end of this game, someone will be 1-1. One one. On 98-9, the game. Back in to the uh, starting lineup We're on 98.9 at the uh, game, ESPN Radio. We're here until the noon hour. It's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. Let's talk some high school sports that went on last night and we'll get you set for tonight and this weekend. First, let's start in on boys basketball there in Salem. It was East St. Louis defeating the host school Wildcats 80 to 57. And in the second game of the night, it was the Thornton Fractional North defeating Effingham by the final of 61-50. to uh, Thornton Fractional got out to a 16-6 lead after the first quarter. Uh, Effingham tried to come back there a little bit. It was 30-23 to at the half, and 
the Hearts were even with them in the third, and then they finished things off in the fourth. Uh, Wolf led the way up for the Hearts. He had 19, and Donaldson had 11. And those are the only double figures scorers there for uh, the Hearts last night against uh, Thornton Fractional North. Uh, girls basketball from last night, the NTSC tournament continued uh, there. They had three games at Beecher City last night. And it was the host school CHBC defeating South Central by the final of 64 to uh, 44. And uh, CHBC, uh, they uh, jumped out to the 18-11 to lead. They extended that out to 34-22 at the half, and then it was 20 points after 3-51-31, and they won by that 20-point margin there. It was uh, Hecker leading the way for the Bobcats. She had 17. So did Rodman as well, and Wojcik had 10. For South Central, they were led by uh, Webster. She had 18. Garrett had 12. And Kaitlin Swift had uh, 10 points for the Cougars uh, there. So, CHBC, uh, they advance to uh, the Constellation Championship on uh, Saturday, and uh, South Central will slide in that uh, seventh place game uh, coming up on Saturday. Uh, Nioga, they got it done in the semifinals in uh, comeback fashion, though. North Clay almost pulled off the upset. Both teams, actually, in the semifinals for championship almost pulled off an upset. Uh, but Nioga ended up finishing it off there in the fourth quarter to complete the comeback. 49-33 was the final, though. But the Cardinals, they were leading pretty good. 16-11 to after one quarter. Had themselves feeling good. But then a 10-3 second quarter for Nioga. Gave the Indians the lead at halftime, and uh, then it was a 36-30 after three. But then another three-point quarter does, in, does it in for North Clay, and uh, they would go on to lose by that wide margin there. But uh, despite, uh, you know, if it wasn't for that second and fourth quarter, uh, Cardinals were smelling an upset mm-hmm. over the Indians, and they almost got it. Uh, Ballard, she led the way for North Clay. She had 18. Van Dyke had 11. Those were the only double-figure scorers for uh, North Clay. Uh, Neogo was led by Sydney Richards. She had 19. Uh, Samson had 10, and Campbell had nine points there. So in Yoga, 22 and a three on the season now. North Clay, 12 and eight. Neogo advances on to the championship game on Saturday night, and North Clay slides into the third place game. And who will both these teams be facing on Saturday? Well, it was St. Anthony. They defeated uh, Brownstown of St. Elmo in the last game of the night, 52-43. to And this one was the one where Brownstown led after every quarter in this one. So they had a, a great game. It's just that fourth quarter did them in there. Brownstown had the lead 14-8 after one. One-point lead at halftime, 25-24. They extended that out to seven after three, 38-31. But then St. Anthony... 21 to 5 a fourth quarter gets them the comeback mm-hmm. victory and uh, so it'll be St. Anthony versus Nioga into the championship game on a Saturday there in Beecher City but uh Varner Hyde led the way for St. A. she had 18 and both Fearday and Ruhal both had 13 for the Bulldogs Brownstown they were led by Seaball she had 12 Baldridge and Beal both had 9 points apiece uh so uh, St. Anthony they improved to a 19 and 4 on the year and Brownstown falls to 18 and 7 overall like I said, St. Anthony and Yoga in the championship, and it's going to be Brownstown and North Clay for a third place there. But Bombers almost pulled off the upset, but just came up a little bit short there in the final quarter. Uh, St. Anthony showing why they're like, what were they, five? Five, I believe. Five yep. in the polls yesterday, yep. the other day. Um, Great to Brownstown, though. For sure, man. I I think Brownstown is good, uh, quietly a good team. Uh, Vandalia midwinter tournament there. Uh, Salem, they defeated Madison 67-6. And uh, so Madison. No, that's not a typo. 
well, I was going to say, you know, Madison was the team that lost to uh, FEM by almost that wide margin mm-hmm. the other night as well. So uh, I do believe that. So yep. Yep. Uh, Wesleyan over Centralia, 34-21. Over in Highland, it was a Bethalto Civic Memorial over Bree Central, 49-48 in a close one. Mm-hmm. Oakville against O'Fallon, 55-50. And then all these games were close in Highland as Topless uh, was over there as well. And they defeated the host school Highland just by two, 48-46. T-Town did have a seven-point lead after one. They led by a touchdown, 14-7. to And they also uh, kept that lead going into the second half. They extended that out to 10 after three. Highland almost comes back in the uh, fourth as they doubled up the shoes, 16-8 in the fourth quarter to just come up a little bit short on the comeback there. Uh, Conkle had 19 for the shoes. Niebuhr had 12. Ruhal had 11 as well. Double-figure scores for T-Town. And now that's the win number 20 for the shoes, 20-3 and three now. But they slide into the fifth-place game there in Highland uh, coming up uh, to finish things off this mm-hmm. weekend. Yep. Uh, the Little Illini Conference Tournament concluded with a third-place game and championship last night, and um, Mount Carmel takes home a third place there at their home gym, and they defeated Olney 38-36 in a uh, closely contested third-place game mm-hmm. there. And then in the championship, it was Paris winning over Robinson by 20, 45-25. To, uh, so uh, Paris is Little Illini Conference Tournament yep. champions once again, and uh, they improved to 22-2 and on the season, and Robinson falls to 16-7. and now on the air, so congratulations to uh, the uh, Tigers Conference Tournament champions once again. Yeah, it was the match we wanted. It, it, is, it yeah. was the match we wanted, but uh, Paris showed why they are who they are. Mm-hmm. Number eight yep. in, in the polls in 2A there, so uh, Paris, another one for the trophy case. Yep. And uh, the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament semifinals in Cumberland, and it was Tri-County defeating Cumberland 46-14. to uh, 14. And Tri-County now 17-6 and six on the season. And Cumberland falls to 13-9. and nine. And so Tri-County advanced to the championship game. And it'll be against Sarah Gordo as they defeated Okaw Valley 51-14. And Sarah Gordo 16-6 mm-hmm. on the season. So it'll be Tri-County versus Sarah Gordo in the championship of the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament there in Cumberland. And third place will be Cumberland and Okaw Valley yep. there. Let's take a look at the schedule for tonight in uh, Salem. Two games there, Mount Vernon against Carbondale and East St. Louis against Thornton Fractional North. Uh, Lincoln Prairie, a conference tournament, gets underway for uh, six teams, I guess you'd say, three games. Uh, Heritage is at uh, Arthur Lovington out with Hammond. Blue Ridge is at Villa Grove and Argenta is hosting a Tri-County tonight to get this Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament on the boys' side mm-hmm. underway. Uh, the Rick McGraw Tournament continues in Litchfield. It's Greenville versus Triad, Ramsey against Litchfield, Civic Memorial against Taylorville, and Pena against Father McGivney there. And some non-tournament action uh, tonight. CHBC is at South Central. Oblong is at Dietrich. San Juan Brownstown at Mulberry Grove. And Sullivan is at Shelbyville. And then probably the game of the night in the NTC is uh, St. Anthony hosting Windsor's two straws there before the conference tournament gets underway on Monday. Yeah, that's an intriguing, interesting matchup there uh, tonight over at the Enloe Center. Yeah, definitely uh, be interested to see uh, the uh, final of uh, that one tonight with the Bulldogs and the Hatchets there mm-hmm. at the uh, Inlow Center. Tough place uh, to play yes. to get a win. So uh, we'll see what happens there with uh, St. Anthony being the three. Uh, Windsor was like the four, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely be keeping an eye on that tonight. 
Let's take a look at the uh, schedule for tomorrow in a boys basketball Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament. Uh, starts in Argenta uh, there with those games. It's going to be at the high school. It's Decatur LSA against the winner of that Arthur Lovington Outwood Hammond and Heritage matchup. And uh, it's uh, Cumberland versus Arcola there at a 1230. And you hear that over on WCRA. So uh, the Pirates versus the Purple Riders getting things started there at the high school in Argenta tomorrow. Yep, 4 or 5 matchup. Looking forward to it. Cumberland and Arcola. See if the Pirates can turn it around. And the games at the junior high is going to be a Saragardo taking on the winner of that Villa Grove Blue Ridge matchup tonight. And Okaw Valley will take on the winner of Argenta or Tri-County there at the junior high tomorrow in Argenta. Salem Invitational Tournament continues on a Saturday. We got uh, Two games to finish up before they uh, take care of the uh, championship games. It's Madison versus Champaign Central. FEM will take on Salem. And then uh, following that, the uh, seventh-place game, Constellation Championship, third-place game, a championship game uh, will take place there in uh, Salem. So mm-hmm. full day of action down in uh, Salem. Yep. A little line-eye coverage tournament for the boys begins as well there in Olney as number one seed Olney will take on Marshall, Lawrenceville at Robinson, Casey against Paris, and Newton matching up against Mount Carmel again after they just matched up on Tuesday yep. there. In the Rick McGraw tournament, finishing up there in Litchfield on Saturday, it's Alton Marquette, Junior Varsity against Hillsborough, and Mattoon will score off against Nokomis. And then the third-place game and championship game will follow those games there. Also on a Saturday, uh, Vandalia is at the uh, Pinckneyville uh, shootout, or is that against Pinckneyville? At Benton. At Benton. Yes. That's what it is. And I remember talking with Erica the other night yep. uh, about that. Um, so uh, they'll be taking on Pinckneyville and Assessor there in uh, Benton on a Saturday. Uh, it's top list against uh, Prairie Central. Uh, Danville, Slarman at Tuscola. Charleston hosting Rantoul. Flora is at North Clay. And uh, St. Anthony is at St. Joe Ogden there. So. They get the Ty Pence show on Saturday to say day. Yeah, and you mentioned that Flora North Clay. I think that's probably a rivalry game if I had to yeah, think sneaky, about it. Uh, based sneaky on good matchup there. Yeah, yeah, and you know those schools so close, close together. Proximity, yeah. yeah, sure. And uh, both teams are pretty solid too. Yep. yep. Uh, girls basketball in the NTC tournament uh, continues there and concludes in Beecher City tomorrow. Seventh place game is Altamont versus the South Central, and you can hear that over on our sister station Jack FM. That'll be at a 2:30, and we do know that we'll start at a 2:30 because yep. it's the first game of the day there. So tune in there. Altamont with the same group has already defeated South Central already uh, this season, mm-hmm. so we'll see if they can uh, draw it up and uh, do it again. Uh, against uh, the Cougars yep. once again. Consolation Championship, it's Winters Two Straws against uh, Cowden Herrick Beecher City. Uh, third place game is North Clay versus Brownstown. And then the championship it all concludes there at uh, 7 o'clock, 7.30. And it's a St. Anthony against uh, Neoga. So the one versus the two rematch of last week's 40-point uh, blowout mm-hmm. uh, for St. Anthony. So we'll see what happens on this time around. I expect the game to be a lot closer this time around, but that's just me. Uh, Highland Tournament concludes. It's the topless in the fifth-place game there. In the Constellation Championship, it's Nashville versus Collinsville. Third-place game is O'Fallon against Breeze Modern Day. And the championship is Altonville against Alton, and Alton still undefeated.
undefeated on the season. Uh, Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament concludes on Saturday. Seventh place game is Argenta versus Decatur LSA. Consolation title is Arcola versus Arthur. Third place game is Cumberland versus Okaw Valley in the championship. Tri-County versus Sarah Gordo at the end of the night. Vandalia Midwinter Tournament concludes on Saturday. FEM's going for the championship, and they'll be taking on Mascuda. Third place game is Greenville versus Vandalia. Fifth place game is Wesleyan against Salem, and seventh place is Central against Madison there. And we do have uh, Newton hosting a Vincennes Revet on Saturday as well. Mm. And then, of course, the uh, National Football League games coming up. Divisional playoffs, Jags at Chiefs, Giants at Eagles on Saturday. And here are both of those games right here on 98.9. The uh, game, 3 o'clock for the Chiefs, 7 o'clock for the Eagles. And then in uh, Sunday's action, it's the Bengals against Bills. 130 here on 98.9. And then it's them boys, Cowboys versus 49ers. Old school matchup at approximately 515. Both games right here on 98.9. And we'll take a look at those NFL matchups coming up next here on the program here. And stick around for that. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms including blizzards can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. It's here! It's here! Uh, please sign here. Yes, my brand new laptop! I love... Oh, there is a scratch on the lid. Mom! Eight out of ten refurbished computers have something on the blink. So if this happens, call Worth Computer Repair. Martin can fix everything from your battery to your internal hard drive. And he'll come to you anywhere, anytime. Call Worth Computer Repair. 618-292-1002. That's 618-292-1002. You could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. You could not have turned that double play. If you think you could dive, then spin, then launch a perfect throw 120 feet, you must be forgetting that you get dizzy when you stand up too fast sometimes. If you tried to throw that hard, that would be the last thing you did with your arm before shoulder surgery. But you definitely could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. And now, the world's number one player rallied back from two sets down to win the French Open in Paris on Sunday. Novak Djokovic beat the guy Braden told you to pick. And uh, it got him 20 majors, which tied him with Nadal and Federer. The starting lineup. Oh, my. I couldn't remember. Stopped on that speed bump and said, whoever the guy Braden told you to pick. On 98.9 The Gate.
Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. Five players hit the lamp for the Blues as they beat Nashville Preds 5-2 at Enterprise Center. The St. Louis Blues are now tied for fourth place in the Central Division, and they will host Chicago tomorrow night. Speaking of Chicago, the Bulls never trailed on their way to a dominant 126-108 victory over the Detroit Pistons in the NBA Paris game. Zach Levine scored a team-high 30 points for Chicago, who Savage pitched in with a double-double of 16 points and 50 rebounds. DeMar DeRozan shot 50% from the field and converted all eight of his free throws, finished with 26 points. Seven Bulls players finished the game with double-digit scoring numbers. Chicago now 21-24 and and has now won two in a row. They host Atlanta on Monday. Chicago should play every game in Paris. The Blackhawks stayed hot as they got a 4-1 win over the Philadelphia Flyers at Wells Fargo Center. The Blackhawks have won five of their last six games. They remain in last place in the Central Division. They, as we said, will visit the Blues tomorrow night. An era of Notre Dame basketball will be coming to an end after the season as head coach Mike Bray plans to step down at the end of the season, capping a 23-year run in which he has become the winningest coach in men's basketball program history. Bray has led Notre Dame for, to 13 NCAA tournaments, including back-to-back Elite Eight appearances in 2015 and 16. Entering the season, Bray was 472 and 259 while at Notre Dame, earning three Big East Coach of the Year awards and leading the Fighting Irish to the 2015 ACC Tournament Championship. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry with the uh, Sports Center hits, and yeah, that was kind of uh, shocking. Out of nowhere, uh, there from yeah. the Notre Dame coach just uh, stepping away after the season. Yep. So, uh, so he's had enough. Wipe his yeah, hands of it. Successful run, but yep. seems to be done. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, successful runs, we know four team the, seasons will be done. Yes, in the divisional round uh, coming up this weekend. On a Saturday, the uh, Jags at the uh, Chiefs at Arrowhead there. And uh, some, I love how social media and Twitter kind of s- takes stuff out of context yeah. and just pulls stuff from little clips uh, like they do uh, the, with uh, Trevor Lawrence talking about it being, can't imagine the Arrowhead Stadium being louder than Jacksonville uh, this past Saturday. But also in there, he did say that the Chiefs had if not the best atmosphere, mm-hmm. game day atmosphere in all of uh, football, and he expected it to be a rowdy as well. Cool. Even though only people are clinging on to that, I can't imagine it being any louder than Jacksonville. Maybe Trevor Lawrence just doesn't have much of an imagination. People <laughs> just didn't think of that. Maybe he just can't imagine it because he doesn't imagine things. He's busy. He's working. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have time to daydream and imagine things. Could be too. So, uh, it's gonna the only be a- imagine he knows is the John Lennon song. Yeah, it's going to be a raucous atmosphere, I'm sure, uh, with the bulletin board material there with uh, the Jags also have bulletin board material and the Bengals do as well with uh, the ticket sales already underway for Mm -hmm. the neutral site game, a possibility if that happens uh, there. But this is going to be a tall task for the uh, Jags. Again, it's kind of where their turnaround started. They got blown out by the Chiefs earlier this season and uh, then uh, they kind of found some confidence, and Coach mm-hmm. Peterson uh, gave him a good pep talk after it happened. So we'll see if they can pull off yep. an upset. But obviously, easier said than done yep. uh, tomorrow. Also, team that is a smelling upset, and that is the uh, Giants and Eagles. Also, getting some uh, bulletin board material. I saw an SI article that might be accusing the Eagles of cheating on their point after attempts. So I think I saw that same thing on the Cowboys as well. Mm. Well, something about a blade of grass or wiping the field or obviously didn't help him on Monday. No, at least Mm -hmm. the Cowboys. Nope. 
<laughs> that's when they started implementing the rule. Uh, I think this was kind of like they were using like a, a oh, T or gotcha. something, something else to, to put it on mm. on their extra points. So huh. um, I don't know. I think uh, the Giants may may have a shot here on Saturday. Yeah, to me, the question, Travis, is the health of Jalen Hurts. Right. That's that's the big X factor big in that game. Mm-hmm. Yep, we'll see. We'll see, and if uh, the Giants can get after them, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the Giants always kind of make a, a run. So, oh yeah, this is spread. what they do. <laughs> this is like uh, Daniel Jones, uh, Eli Manning 2.0. Yes, he so is Travis. I know. <laughs> so look so out, is. look out for the G men in uh, Philly uh, on a Sunday. These two games uh, should be uh, thoroughly entertaining. It's the Bengals in Orchard Park, and it's uh, the Bengals versus Bills. Uh, in a matchup that wasn't a few weeks ago. What is uh, the over-under for that? Over-under is 49. See, I think that's going to be higher. Yeah, everyone's kind of expecting a shootout, especially Mm -hmm. with uh, Burrow and Allen. But like you said, this is the game we didn't get to see, Mm -hmm. and now we're getting to see it. It was like for a quarter. You have to wonder what that emotion's going to be like for the Bills, Mm -hmm. especially if – Hamlin's there because he wasn't there last week. I know. He's been at the team facility all week. Yep. You have to think they're going to have it. him there. Do it. It's just poetic. Bring him out. Yes, and exactly. Against it the Bengals. With, but, against Cincinnati. But, yes. boy, is that too? Is there such a thing, Travis, as too much emotion? Is that too much? Maybe. Where if you if you do that and the crowd is, is right there, fever pitch, on fire, and then the first play or the first drive ends poorly and Cincinnati goes down and scores, is all is the bloom popped. Right. Maybe that give uh, you maybe you shouldn't do that because the Bengals were there that night. Yep. So they they saw yep. what occurred in front of them too. So it would probably excite them if uh, they visited uh, him as well or mm-hmm. they see him out there doing well. So yeah. maybe it it wouldn't have know. much of an effect if it was any yep. other team. Yeah. So, so. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But this should be this should be a good one. And uh, then the second game of the uh, day as well. It's the uh, Cowboys. Dak Prescott against Brock Purdy. Uh, we knew that that oh, was yeah. going to be the matchup coming into the season. Uh, 49ers trying to continue uh, this run that Brock Purdy is on and uh, trying to keep the magic going. And mm-hmm. we'll see if the uh, Cowboys are stuck stuck by their kicker. And we'll see if that comes into a factor as well in this one. They so. got a backup. He's on. He's on the practice they do have squad. A backup, yeah. yes, but uh, I don't can't know. do anything about short, it for the game. But short leash. Yeah, I'd say uh, for Amar there on Sunday there in a Levi Stadium. You know what's going to end up happening, don't you? What's that? It's going to end up coming down to a, needing to kick a field goal with like mm-hmm. you know from the thirty-five yard line as time's running out. Yep. And he's going to hit it, and he's going to be this new, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. This new guy here. Yep. All right, so we talked about him, and uh, we need to pick him here. And that's right. We're going to unleash a pick him here on the show. Let's pick these games here. And uh, first, Jags Chiefs. Yes. What do we got? Travis, you're ahead, so therefore you will pick first. We got Chiefs minus nine. Chiefs minus nine. Mm. That's a big number. It is. But I'm going to go the Chiefs here, minus nine. Travis is going to go Chiefs. Now, I trail by five, so I could be total gung-ho and go against you in every game to try and gain ground. 
but I won't. Instead, I'm going to go Chiefs on this one as well. And the Chiefs just have too many weapons for this Jacksonville team. I uh, I would agree. Giants at Eagles. Eagles minus seven and a half. Travis, who you got? Got the G-Men plus seven and a half. I don't know if they'll win the game, but I got them to cover plus seven and a half. Giants. Now, see, I was going to go that way too. Now you got me questioning. So I'll go Eagles to try and gain ground. But I, I do think that this is going to be a close game. I'm not confident. If I had to put a confidence level on that one, it's about a one right now. Yeah. So. Right. All right, Bengals, Bills. Travis, who you got? Bills Ooh. minus five and a half. Yeah, this is uh, intriguing here. Mm. I I will go Cincy here, plus five and a half as well. I I think the Bills could win by a field goal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so you're going Bengals. Bengals plus five and a half. I am going to go Bills. I think the Bills are. You talk about teams that are left that have dealt with adversity. Adversity. No one else has dealt with as much adversity from a personal standpoint as the Bills this season. Uh, so I I will go Bills to get the win. Hey, you win by a touchdown, and yep. you got it. Yep. Uh, and finally, Cowboys at 49ers. 49ers minus four. Travis, who you got? Oh man, am I gonna take all underdogs here? I don't know. Are you? Yes. I am going to be one of the biggest Cowboy fans uh, this weekend. Dallas plus four. You didn't go all underdogs, Travis. You went Chiefs. I did go to the Chiefs, I know. But, but you went three out of the four road teams. Four, yeah. That's a little intriguing to me about the road teams. Road Warriors. The road Warriors. Well, guess what? what? I'll be right there with you, Travis. I'm going to go Cowboys as well. And the reason why I'm going Cowboys, Travis, if you remember many, many moons ago, I predicted a Dallas Bills Super Bowl, and you said, no way. In order for that to happen, i got to have the Cowboys keep winning. Hmm. I guess I forgot that. Yes, because I said the Bills were going to exercise all their demons, so I had them facing off against the Cowboys and winning the Super Bowl. So, don't worry. It's true. I have my NFL preview pulled up, and trust me, we will be looking at this uh, in the pod. <laughs> because I did, I did decently in three divisions and absolutely awful in two divisions and uh, somehow uh, major misses. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, there, there's a there's a reason why I haven't brought it up. Oh, I know. So. I know. That's okay. I'll take losses. I don't care. <laughs> all right. I guess we'll we'll look at it. <laughs> so we need to We'll close. just look at mine. That's all. <laughs> we'll close this one out, and uh, we'll close it out uh, talking about uh, national sports. We'll try to get to uh, everything here. Uh, college basketball, NBA, NHL coming up here to close out the show. The starting lineup. From 98.9 The Game Studios, we'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. 
The NFL playoffs are heating up, and the easiest way to get into all the action is with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. Don't miss out. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, and West Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming and Kansas or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. one 8 777-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. And now... They play tonight. Tonight against Michigan. If you're listening Wednesday. The starting lineup. It's not going to happen. I mean, uh, Michigan's overrated, but... Traff's mm-hmm. going to be so let down tonight. I'll report about it on Saturday. On 98.9 The Game. Whoever's playing this music, man, has to just rub it in, I guess. <laughs> Good grief. Let's just lower that. We don't need to hear that today. And uh, we're back here on the uh, starting lineup, and we're back here to uh, close out the show. But we will be talking uh, some college basketball, like we talked about at the opening of the uh, show uh, with the line eye. Uh, you mentioned that the worst game of the Big Ten last night. Purdue mm-hmm. comes into the barn and burns it down. 61-39 to 39 dominated Minnesota yesterday, and they led 31-12 to 12 at a half. They almost beat them in the whole game and a half. <laughs> yeah, 31-12, to 12. ouch. Oh, Minnesota. That's, that's rough. Like, you know the old expression of couldn't hit the broadside of a barn? Mm-hmm. That's Minnesota basketball. Yeah. That's, that's Yesterday, they were even playing in the barn. Uh, Zach Eady, 12 points, four blocks, uh, six boards. I watched this a little bit trying to find uh, the uh, line I game before the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just looks bigger for some reason this year. Like, it's crazy. Uh, but uh, Purdue gets it done against Minnesota. Uh, UCLA, they also beat Arizona State 74-62. And the streak is over, Eric Gonzaga. They lost at home, 75-game home win streak for the Zags, and they were upended by Loyola Marymouth. Good. My goodness. Overrated. What are you doing, Gonzaga? Overrated. 75-game home win streak. They're overrated. Out the window. All this good stuff. If they were in a decent conference, they wouldn't have had that 75-game home winning streak. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, it's almost like uh, Duke – uh, with that non-conference uh, win streak that yeah. they had at Cameron Indoor, if they would have scheduled great it's kinda, non-conference It's kind of like opponents. Alabama saying we have a 500-game non-conference winning streak. Well, who do you play in your non-conference schedule? Exactly. Uh, and then they catch the good teams when uh, they're not they're even not good playing or good, they're yeah. overranked yeah. because it's uh, preseason polls. Yep. Uh, Arizona, they beat USC 81-66. It was uh, Charleston over Monmouth 69-55. Uh, Come back in the second half, though, for Charleston. 
thought that uh, Charleston would win easily because Monmouth was only one and seventeen mm-hmm. at the time, uh, but uh, they came back in and won it though. Uh, it was uh, Florida Atlantic uh, over UTSA, 83-64, and it was Michigan State in the game uh, prior to Illinois, 80 or 70 to a 57. Uh, they beat Rutgers, so there it is again. So much Rutgers being ranked. Down goes another Big Ten team. Yeah, uh, Kohler had a good game for Sparty last night. 12 points, 11 rebounds, uh, double double uh, for him. So now Michigan State five and three in the Big Ten, and Rutgers falls to five and three. And yep, see ya in the uh, top yep. 25. Yep. Nice to at least uh, nice Florida Atlantic won. I was happy with that. Their first time after being ranked, able to keep it going by getting a win. It's true. They, they did keep it going. Uh, so games uh, tomorrow, uh, Georgetown, they're taking on uh, number eight, Xavier, 17, the Miami is at Duke, 18, Charleston is against Northeastern, uh, Old Miss against number 25, Arkansas, uh, 14, TCU against number two, uh, Kansas, number five, UCLA against number 11, Arizona. That game's actually going to be on ABC. Mm. Uh, number 10, Virginia against Wake Forest, uh, Iowa State against Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Kansas State. DePaul against number 22, Providence. 16, Auburn against South Carolina. Number 9, Tennessee at LSU. Number 20, Marquette against Seton Hall. 21, Baylor against Oklahoma. Uh, Number 4, Alabama is at Mizzou. 7, Texas at West Virginia. Virginia Tech against 19, Clemson. 24, Florida Atlantic at UTEP. And uh, finally, 9 o'clock, Gonzaga against Pacific. There. Hopefully they can get a win. Hopefully they can. Sheesh. Bounce back. Uh, game's going on uh, this uh, weekend on Saturday for the Big Ten. Iowa against Ohio State. Uh, Nebraska against Penn State. And uh, Northwestern had to uh, postpone their game with Iowa earlier this week. And it looks like they're going to have to do that same thing for Saturday's matchup against Wisconsin as well as that's already been uh, postponed. Why? Uh, Northwestern's dealing with injuries and COVID oh, as gotcha. well. Can't field enough healthy players. Yeah, we saw that in the, on the women's side. Yeah. And on Sunday, uh, Butler is against uh, number 15, UConn. Uh, Maryland against number three, Purdue. And Temple is at number one, Houston. They're in college basketball mm-hmm. on Sunday. So uh, that's a look at this weekend's matchup in uh, the uh, uh college basketball ranks we'll take a look at the nba and nhl maybe hit up on that just a little bit uh in the pod but uh we'll take a look at uh yes the nfl Eric's preview NFL prediction. preview yes. predictions see how well he did yes uh going into I'm just uh, the, pick mvps or anything like that round yeah i don't know why hmm. i don't know why we, we did that for we do that for baseball but we didn't it's a little easier NFL. for baseball to pick that as opposed to nfl yeah i guess so uh, we won't mention who uh, who I said that I would sprinkle some entertainment on for MVP. No. Because uh, I do remember that, and uh, I didn't I actually do that. So I don't. Thank goodness, so. uh, thank goodness I, I didn't do that. Um, so Got lucky. Uh, yeah, very fortunate in that aspect. And also we got our snake draft coming up in yes. the what-ifs in uh, sports. Biggest what-ifs in a sports snake draft coming at you in the pod. And uh, we'll talk to you there, and uh, we'll talk to you right back here on the show on Monday to recap all the weekend's events, and we'll get you the top three moments from the sports weekend as well coming up on Monday. But coming up right now here on ESPN Radio is uh, Fitz and Harry coming up, and so enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. And uh, coming up here in uh, the uh, pod, we got Eric looking at his uh, NFL preview. Yep. We'll see how he did uh, there in that aspect. We'll also take a quick look at the uh, NBA and NHL. And we got to take a quick look at that because we got to get to our uh, snake draft of what if biggest what if moments in uh, sports. Mm -hmm. So uh, that will take a, a good chunk of this pod so uh we got to uh, get to uh other things quickly yes so, all right well let's get into it well, uh let's clean up sports center sports center the colts are meeting with someone else that is uh brian callahan the Bengals offensive coordinator to help fill their coaching vacancy the pacers will visit the nuggets tonight uh the vikings they fired their defensive coordinator after just one season leading the defense uh Deion Sanders in Colorado are landing another top cornerback as five-star recruit Cormani uh, McClain announced on Thursday that he will play for the Buffaloes after flipping his commitment from Miami. Mm -hmm. Hey, Deion getting players to leave Miami for Cole Buffalo? Yeah, yeah. Colorado. Well, but they're the Buffaloes. They are, that's, yes. that's what I was meaning. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Giannis is taking the lead in the Eastern Conference All-Star voting while LeBron still leads in the West. Uh and finally, Travis, mm -hmm. the Royals are adding an arm to their bullpen. They signed Aroldis Chapman to a one-year, $3.75 million contract. Chapman last year went 4-4 four four with a 4.63 ERA, 43 appearances with the Yankees. But he won't have to worry about blowing any saves with the Royals because they won't be in a position to save any games. So there you go. Mm, yeah, that's right. Also, uh, this Chapman. just came in. Uh, the Cardinals, your St. Louis Cardinals, Travis, have signed catcher Trace Berea to a minor league contract. Who? He uh, was a former sixth-round pick by the Nationals. Uh, he appeared in parts of three big league seasons with Washington, but in combined 231, 317, and 315 in his 162 plate appearances. Um, spent the bulk of last season at AAA Rochester, where he batted 254 in 206 plate appearances. But uh, he sports a solid 25% caught stealing rate in his minor league career. So there's that. Mm, there's that. So expect him to uh, compete for that backup job. If not, he'll team up with Herrera in AAA probably. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Big catching signing there. Yeah, I figured you'd want to know that. <laughs> I mean, hey, we already got a backup. Our catcher splitting time with Contreras. It's Kisner. Yeah. It's Kiz. Yeah, he's a presumed backup. Yeah, he was uh, – talked to them at the, yeah. uh, at the caravan. Very, yeah, yeah. Very nice guy. Yep. So – uh, let's uh, take a look at the uh, NBA uh, from last night. Uh, yesterday, you mentioned that the uh, Bulls pulled off the win. They're undefeated in Paris this season, 126 to 108 mm -hmm. over Detroit in Paris. Uh, Levine and the Rosen both shine over there abroad. There, so uh, maybe they should just uh, play all their games over there. They should. They really should. I love that idea. <laughs> Uh, Celtics win in overtime. They went on an 8-0 run there, and uh, they won against uh, Golden State 121-118. to uh, Jason Tatum balls out once again, 34 points and 19 rebounds for the guy. Steph Curry, 29 points for the Warriors in the loss. T-Wolves by 2, 28-26, uh, and it was the Suns over the Nets, 117-112. And the 76ers all over the Blazers, 105 to a 95 there. And uh, James Harden 
triple double on the night for Harden. Mm-hmm. in the win. Let's take a look at the NBA tonight. What's on uh, the national networks of ESPN. It's the Heat and Mavs first game of the night. And then, of course, I remember seeing that commercial from uh, last night or the other night. Uh, Grizzlies against the Lakers as LeBron inches closer to a Kareem. Yep. So it's LeBron versus a John Morant yep. tonight on ESPN. Should be a good one. Should be. Uh, Pacers are in Denver tonight. Take on the Nuggets. Any other intriguing ones? Warriors, Cavs. Let's see what the Warriors can do on back to back. Um, Nets, Jazz. That's about it tonight. Uh, tomorrow, Celtics, Raptors, Bucks, Cavs, uh, Suns, Seventy Sixers in Sacramento. Sunday, anything. Clippers, Mavs, Pelicans, Heat, Grizzlies, Suns, Nets, Warriors, Lakers, Trailblazers on Sunday. So it's a quick look at the NBA. I like it. Uh, let's see uh, from the uh, NHL perspective from uh, last night. Like Eric mentioned, uh, the uh, Blues picking up the win over the uh, Preds of so 5-2. Kind of took me aback last night with the uh, Blues wearing their uh, white uniforms at home. Usually that doesn't happen, but mm-hmm. uh, Blues pick up the dub against Nashville. Uh, the uh, Wild lost to the Hurricanes 5-2. to two. Ducks over the Blue Jackets 5-3. to three. Panthers 6-2 to two over the Canadiens. Bruins over the uh, Rangers in uh, that great matchup. It was the uh, Blackhawks over the Flyers 4-1. to one. Man, Flyers losing to Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Nope. Uh, Maple Leafs four to one over the Jets. Uh, Sabers and OT over the Islanders uh, three to two. Uh, Capitals over the Coyotes four to nothing. Uh, and overtime it was the Kraken snapping a little bit of a losing skid four to three over the uh, Devils. Uh, Barofsky um, game winner in OT. Mm-hmm. Red Wings three to two over. Vegas Stars shutting out the Kings four to nothing, and Edmonton over the Lightning five to three. Connor McDavid with a uh, goal last night, and also uh, on last night's uh, broadcast of that Tampa Edmonton game on ESPN, uh, the All Star jerseys were revealed for the weekend festivities coming up in a, a couple weeks. Have you seen these? No. They're going uh, kind of like a reverse retro style of kind of like the old ones in the nineteen nineties. Hmm. And there is the Eastern Conference one. I don't black, hate those. white. You got the old school. Yeah, uh, those are classic. Teal and pink stripes, and that one in the, the old Western NHL logo. and the old school NHL logo. Yep, and the Western Conference is basically the same thing, just in white. White. So I don't hate those. Yeah, I think uh, I kind of dig them. They could do worse. That's kind of like a picture of the old ones with yeah. Gretzky and um, uh, Messier. Yep. Miss here, so. Oh, I don't hate those. Yeah, very cool, very cool. All star festivities. Uh, I think that's next weekend. Oh wow! Or not next weekend. It's the weekend after that. Gotcha. It's the fourth and the fifth. The off weekend of the uh, or the third NFL. and the fourth, I think. Yes, yes, in between the Super Bowl and because it's the same week as the Pro Bowl Pro as well. Pro Bowl events, yes. Snoop Dogg, Pete Davidson are gonna be uh, captains or something. Uh, the flag football game or the coaches or something. 
can't. I don't remember what it was. I just quit. Quit <laughs> I know, like, caring Pete about Davison's that. Pete Davidson's like the NFC uh, Snoop Dogg. The I thought it was Peyton and Eli. I know those are the coaches. I don't know what Pete and Snoop are doing. Maybe it's the for the other stuff besides the game. Who knows? The flag football game. It's dumb. Just can it. <laughs> have you seen some of the competitions that they're gonna participate no. in? We'll have to explore that because we'll have to dive deep into that. Okay. Those are some fun competitions. We'll bookmark that for Monday. Yes. Monday or Tuesday. Pencil, pencil that in uh, for uh, next week or at least before the Pro Bowl. It's uh, some interesting uh, games leading mm-hmm. up to the flag football uh, game there. So <sighs> if you haven't, make sure you check check out the rules. Uh, games going on this weekend, like uh, Eric mentioned, uh, the Blues and the Blackhawks are there in uh, St. Louis. Uh, so that's always a fun atmosphere. I don't know what the atmosphere is. Uh, obviously, I haven't been uh, for a few years, and especially with the Blackhawks being on a downturn. Uh, fans still probably show up, though. Probably. So we'll uh, find out on Saturday. Yep. I will not be there. Aww. Other uh, priorities. NTC tournament takes uh, priority in uh, this one. Uh, games going on on Saturday. Other than that game, uh, the Lightning and the Flames should be a pretty good one. Wild Panthers. Um, let's see here. Hurricanes Islanders. Decent matchup. Kings Predators. Uh, Avalanche and uh, the Kraken. Uh, Capitals and Vegas. Sunday matchups, any intriguing ones. Penguins, Devils is good. Um, that's pretty much it. Either they're facing a a good team's facing a bad team on the opposite side of those matchups there. So uh, that's what's happening in the NHL this weekend. All right. All right, so let's see. I uh, don't think we have anything else over here. Anything else here on ESPN? I think that we've all uh, talked about everything that we need to talk about there. So sounds good. All right, all right. Let's get to our uh, our snake draft then. Well, oh no, preview. Sorry, preview. Real preview. quickly, real oh, quick. Scratch that. So here's who I had in the AFC. Had the AFC East Bills winning. The division. Yeah. It's a win. Going out on a limb there. North, I had the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And the West, I had the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I picked the North and the West completely right. Mm. I had Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. And I had Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. I give myself a pat on the back for that. Yep. I remember I had the Broncos in the West, yep. the dead last as yep. well. So we and definitely saw that coming. The AFC South, I had the Colts. <laughs> uh, that was a that was a miss. That was a a miss. I had the Jags finishing third. Hey, and I had the Patriots finishing second in the East. Mm. So that's a loss. I did have the Texans finishing last though in the South. So I'll take that. NFC on the South, I had the Bucks winning, and I had the entire South picked rec- correct. Bucks, Panthers, Saints, and Falcons. I had the Cowboys winning the East with the Eagles second. Mm-hmm. I was off there. In the north, I had the Packers winning. Mm-hmm. So I was off there. And in the west, I had Rams, Cards, 49ers, Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is every single one wrong. Yep, that was wrong. one right. Yep. Nope. So I had uh, Chiefs and Patriots playing this weekend and Colts and Bills playing this weekend. Half <laughs> of that is right. 
yes. the Chiefs and the Bills will be playing. They will be. So yeah, I'll, I'll give myself a pat on the back for that one. On the NFC side of things, I had the Packers and the Rams playing this weekend, mm. and the Cowboys and the Bucks. I was a week early on that one. A week early on week that early matchup. On that one. So, but no, I have the the Bills beating. I have the Bills beating the Colts and the Patriots to get to the Super Bowl where they beat the Cowboys. Mm. To exercise all demons, mm-hmm. but yeah, they true. won't. They won't get to beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. But facing off against the Chiefs would exercise a demon as well after that playoff would, yeah. loss last year. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Alrighty, that's it. I think we all. Well, I mean, we shouldn't be disappointed in the the matchup if it happens between the Chiefs and Joe Burrow. That's a great matchup, right. and uh, of course that Bills Chiefs. What we all uh, kind of want, I guess, besides Bengals fans, I guess, but. Uh, for the sake of football, yes. that'd be cool. Would uh, what's the better uh, intriguing matchup on the NFC side? Because I, I mean, obviously the Cowboys uh, being involved, I think would get the uh, ratings uh, yeah. for sure. But would uh, Cowboys Eagles? Is that what uh, kind of the networks would want there? Probably. I, Although you always like New York playing, just because right. the amount of people. Right. Yeah. And the underdog stories we talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. And the guy who thought was going to be out of a coaching, uh, out of a quarterback job and Daniel Jones leading his team to the Super Bowl is kind of an intriguing story. Right. Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy is an NFC championship matchup. Everyone predicted. I, mean, I was going to say, I mean, even on the 49ers side, that's intriguing uh, there against anyone, you know, with the Brock Purdy situation and how he's come onto yep. the scene the way he has. Oh, the networks are praying not to have a Giants-Jaguars Super Bowl. <laughs> I think that's the one they don't want. Mm. That is the that is the one they don't want. Ugh. Like you said, it's New York market. But but it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if Arizona would still be standing if it's like Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, Eagles, just because they're fan bases. Yeah, especially Bills, Eagles. I mean, Bills, Cowboys. Plus uh, uh, the uh, PGA Tour that uh, oh yeah thing being in Arizona too, like yeah. the same week or the week before or whatever it is. Arizona Phoenix wouldn't be standing. Although I saw something from someone that said on social media that maybe Jerry Jones is actually not amongst the living, but he's waiting for the Cowboys to get to the Super Bowl so that his spirit can finally ascend. So maybe we could just have that happen and, you know, we can Mm -hmm. say goodbye to Jerry Jones. Yeah. Maybe. Eh, whatever. <laughs> All right, you want to do this uh, snake draft? All right, let's do uh, the uh, snake draft, and it is a uh, snake draft not of food. It nope. is a, a snake it's draft sports. that is sports-related this time around. We yes. might have to uh, visit the uh, food thing uh, later on. Yes, but. we will. We will. We'll visit it again, trust me. Uh, but today we're doing biggest what-ifs in sports. Biggest what-ifs. The things they uh, lie awake at night and being like, what if what this if? happened? Yes. What if so-and-so did this? What if this team so-and-so did that? Yep, yep. It drives you crazy. Yep. But we all like to think about it. Yep, I agree. So, so let's – who wants who, – who, who, I didn't bring a coin this time. Oh, man. You can go first, Travis. Oh, me can go first. I will let you go first. You can have the first pick. First pick. Well, first pick in the first round of the draft. Well, you know, it, uh, it's something that I know that you wouldn't pick, but um, 
I'm going to go right out of the gates. Strong, heavy. Okay. I'm not going to build up anything, build up to this. Okay. So uh, my number one is uh, my first pick in the snake draft is what if the uh, Raiders won the tuck roll game? Oh, okay. Because I think that causes a, a big chain of events that happens. I think that if the tuck rule doesn't exist, the Raiders uh-huh. win the game, and then the Rams win the uh, Super Bowl in that year. They're not exposed by that Bill Belichick game plan. And uh, so, uh, who knows? The Rams might still be in St. Louis. That's my logic. I, I love how it came back to the Rams. You you connected it back to the exactly. Rams. I love yeah. that. Yeah, love the that. Rams would dominate the game. They would uh-huh. have dominated the Raiders. And then the fall for the greatest show ever yeah. uh, assembled on turf, yeah. they wouldn't have had the uh, down scent that they've had uh, ever since the Patriots exposed them on that Super yeah. Bowl. And uh, who knows? They could still be in St. Louis. Not only that, Tom Brady could have no Super Bowls. Right, exactly. Yeah, he could have just been a flash in the pan. Yeah. Backup that filled in. Yeah. And we wouldn't even have known Tom Bill Brady. Bill Belichick could be coaching college right now. Right, yeah. yeah. He could even be out of coaching entirely. Yeah. We wouldn't know this. The entire NFL would be different. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, who? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So some guy who filled in for Drew Bledsoe had a good year, but just a flash in the pan. Wow. wow. What if the tuck rule? What if the Raiders won the tuck roll game? Or what if the tuck roll didn't even happen? Yeah. What if they never called that? Mm-hmm. Wow. You did come out of the gates hot. Get out of the gates strong with that one. It wasn't on my list. I didn't figure it would be. It wa- it I think was- it was more like more personal for me. It wasn't even on the short list. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I know. I know. But I- it was on mine. All right. Well, that means I get to have my number one pick, which I'm happy about. Because, Travis, I love how you went super specific with your first pick. Because I went super big and broad. Mm-hmm. What if PEDs were legal? What if PEDs were legal? Well, across all sports. Wow. What if there was no controversy about it, performance enhancing drugs in any sport? They were just allowed to be happening. Think of all the players we would have in the Hall of Fame. Think of what records could have been shattered and stuff like that. Because remember, before the crackdown from the U.S. government on steroids and performance-enhancing drugs, they were legal back in the day. Players took them mm-hmm. because they weren't illegal. Right. Then once they became illegal, then it became a big, big crackdown thing. So what if there was never a government to say it is illegal to take steroids or these performance-enhancing drugs and the leagues didn't ban them? Thinking UFC, boxing, across the board. Oh my gosh, that would be uh, that'd be insane. There would be a lot of muscle head boxers and MMA stuff walking around. But would those sports probably be thriving? Possibly. No. Possibly. Barry Bonds would be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds would be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire would be in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Who knows how many home runs they could have hit? Who yeah. knows how many home runs Ken Griffey Jr. could have hit if he took it? Mm-hmm. Just everything would be different. A lot of things would be different. A lot of things would be different. So that's my mm-hmm. that's my number one. That's your number one. Because it affects all the sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this kind of goes along the the same lines there, and I figured that one of us uh, w- would have it, and I think that's a good time to uh, bring it up uh, for my number two. Uh, what if the home run chase of 1998 didn't happen? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we, we always talk about it, that that kind of brought fans back to baseball and uh, ESPN and all the networks were breaking in when Big Mac stepped up to the plate yep. and when Sammy uh, stepped up to the plate and not just did the home run chase ha- not happen, uh, but, you know, that's nationally, you think broad nationally, but we're here affected locally mm-hmm. uh, because of uh, Cardinals fans and Cubs fans. Yep. Um, and so what if the home run chase didn't happen? Does baseball come back a little bit or – you know, it just seemed like it's kind of hard to fathom 1998 right? Uh, without it. Yeah, 100%. And, and just how important that was to baseball, like you said, coming back. Mm-hmm. And if that didn't happen, where would be we be at where right now with baseball? baseball? Be? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, like it's already kind of fallen off yeah. in fanship. But at least what it started been? here yeah. and fell off the cliff. Imagine if it started at the bottom of the cliff. Right. We'd probably be further along. Right. Or we'd have these silly rules we're having now to try and make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. What if it didn't happen? What if it didn't happen? Wow. All right. My number <laughs> two, Travis. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is this is a, a homer one for me. That's okay. What if Derrick Rose never got hurt? Yep. Derrick Rose, MVP season, gets injured what if he didn't though? Yep. What if he tweaked his knee and he came back up and played the rest of that game and was fine. And we're talking about a bulls team that was the favorite to win the championship. And -hmm. you think of the long trickle down effects, Travis, are we talking KD choosing Chicago instead of golden state? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what we could have in Chicago if Derrick Rose didn't get injured. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think uh, it would have been uh, a lot better things happening yes. for the uh, Bulls uh, for sure because Derrick Rose wa- was legit, man. He w- he was he was the guy. Mm-hmm. And he was he was if he doesn't get injured Travis, I would make an argument he is the face of basketball. For that time frame uh, right up there with LeBron at least. Him and LeBron would be neck and neck. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, LeBron may still be that elite superstar because he was touted that all the way from high school. But I think D. Rose would be in that same category of a Dwayne Wade in that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, right. So good, man. Yeah. Mm. It's a shame. It is. It is. It's, uh, it's a shame. So uh, I was getting a lot of uh, football uh, yes. picks. Yes. So I didn't want to bust that out too early. Uh, yeah, but I didn't want to uh, save uh, that one. Um, let's see. Uh, let's. I did have that on my short list. Oh, did you? About Derrick Rose not getting injured. I mean, I think whenever like we see these things on Twitter, he's always the one that brings. You know, if you could take an injury away from one athlete, what would you know? Who would it be? He's always trending at that point because it just he was there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Um. All right, so let's go uh, here with my uh, next one, and uh, let's uh, stay in Chicago then. Okay. Uh, what if Michael Jordan doesn't retire in uh, 1993 and 1998? Mm. Or what if, like, what if he doesn't retire in 1998, and what if the uh, Bulls team stays together? We just had the last dance a couple of years ago. Yes. What yes. if that team doesn't break up because Jordan retires? Uh. 
boy. Would they won another championship? Like, what if uh, – who was that one guy that blew up the team? The Jerry Krause. Krause, yes. The guy who yes. said I look like. Yes. Well, I don't think it was you, someone else. No, it wasn't. It was someone else on the yes. show. Yes. But uh, what if Jordan didn't leave in 98? What if that team didn't get blown up? Like, yes. would they have won another championship? Would they have won a four-peat? I don't know. And, and the reason why that's such a question mark, Travis, is because of the lockout. Yeah. The lockout that that happened in the subsequent season. I remember talking about that. Puts, yeah. puts a lot of, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. So, uh, like, what what if, like, Jordan didn't take a break from, from basketball? Like, mm-hmm. would he have lost the playoff series? Possibly. Or would he have won another title? Possibly. If he didn't play baseball. Possibly. Like, there's a lot of the what ifs with Jordan. There is. You get thrown out there. There is. And I'm glad you brought that up. I was like, I don't, I don't want to steal yours and keep saying what ifs for because Jordan. Because I'm, I'm segueing. I'm making a change to my list here to a Jordan thing. You got me talking Jordan. Uh-huh. But I'm actually going the opposite way. And that is, what if Jordan didn't come back? Hmm. What if when he retired the first time, he stayed away and he didn't come back? Yeah. That's something wow. that I don't think a lot of people talk enough about. No. Everyone talks about, well, what if he didn't retire? But what if, what if he didn't? He stayed away. And he said he was good. Yeah. Charles wow. Barkley will win a championship at that point. Shaq and Penny win a championship. Yeah, you could say that. Yep. Because that next year, they were just as good as those Bulls teams, but they had to run into the Bulls. Reggie Miller possibly has a title. Mm-hmm. Patrick Ewing. Yep. A lot of people. A lot of people. Could potentially be having rings. Not only that, Travis, but the 72 win bar is not set. Mm-hmm. Because that was that second run. Yeah. Or right. is the team just as good and does Scotty evolve into a superstar? Mm-hmm. And he's not the Scotty Pippen of the Bulls. And instead he is a superstar. Yep. I think there's a lot of, of what if scenarios you could go down if Jordan doesn't come back. Or Travis, and I'm gonna throw this out into the universe because I was I was looking at this and looking at the numbers. All right. So let's say Jordan doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. let's say it just doesn't work, even though nothing shows that because the two years that Jordan was out, they still made the playoffs and were still a competitive team. But let's say after that, let's say Scotty wants a new contract because Jordan doesn't come back. Jerry yep. Krause doesn't want to pay him. So Scotty's out of there. They don't sign Dennis Rodman mm-hmm. because Jordan was kind of the one who was controlling Rodman as much as you can control Rodman. Yeah. Right. So let's say the bulls fall off a map, Travis. So let's say the 95 season, they're not so good. The 96 season, they're not so good. What if they go in the draft lottery? And what if the Bulls get Kobe Bryant? Kobe. Wow. That or AI. change some things. Because they're that bad. All the trickle-down effect. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. To think about. The the one guy not coming back. Yeah. Michael Jordan, in a way, prevented the Bulls from getting Kobe Bryant. Think think of putting those those two lines together. It's absurd. Yeah. And does if Michael doesn't come back and he stays retired with three, does LeBron go to Chicago when he's a free agent? Because that shadow, that aura of Jordan isn't there. Right. Three titles is not. Right. 
that's put you here. It doesn't put you at the top. Well, yeah, and just think of the the broadness of yeah. Jordan. You know, I don't know how popular he was internationally or mm-hmm. growing the game of basketball, mm-hmm. but just the I don't think the aura no. of Jordan. No both here in the States and uh, abroad yeah. as well. Everyone knows Michael Jordan. If you mm-hmm. play basketball, mm-hmm. everyone knows that. But I don't know if they would have if he would have stayed retired in 93. Plus, the GOAT conversation gets a yeah. heck of a lot more interesting because what do you go with there? I mean, Kareem would still be the leader in points by far. He'd have more titles by far mm-hmm. than anyone else. Magic, you know, guys like that. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The influence yes. uh, that MJ uh, Like I said, sure. not a lot of people talk about if he stayed retired. Everyone mm-hmm. talks about him coming back. Right. But what if he stayed retired? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. Who knows the, the trickle-down mm-hmm. effect there. Well, uh, my uh, I think I'm on number four here. Yes. Uh, this was, uh, speaking of retirement, this is one of the biggest ones. What if this person doesn't retire? What if Barry Sanders ah, doesn't retire? Yes. Guy was electric and uh, just amazing what this guy could do on the football field. So elusive. Uh, mm-hmm. When he retired, it had 15,269 yards yep. and only 99 rushing touchdowns. Ooh, couldn't get one more touchdown, Barry? Yeah. But this guy was uh, cheat code before there was a uh, cheat code. Um it was uh, it was Barry, and that's all all you talked about. And uh, you know he retired too early. He did, and he so. had to because he was on such a losing Lions teams. Mm-hmm. He got tired of it. Right. He had to be a cheat code because he had no blockers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it's true. So, uh, yes, that is the. the I think if if Barry the Sanders, big, the biggest what if of Barry still played. Yes, if he keeps playing. Where I I don't think Emmett Smith is the rushing record. No, it would still be it would be Barry Sanders, and it may still be to this day. Yeah, right. He was that good. He was. Or you know if if he could have found a way out of Detroit. Right. Yeah, I feel like that's another thing too. If he were if he was not on the Lions, yeah. as well. But um, he loved the Detroit area. So we didn't want to leave. That team just wasn't good. Right, yeah, and that's not what people did back then. That's no. not what players did no. back then. Nope. And he just kind of was just a great player on yep. a losing franchise uh, there. But I feel like that's always uh, one of the, the biggest what-ifs if he doesn't retire uh, too early. And, of course, he won a Heisman Trophy in college as yep. well. Yep. So yep. Uh, one of the best to, to ever do it, but he hung like it up too one. early. Like Barry, what if Barry Sanders doesn't retire? Mm. Mm-mm-mm. That was on my short list, Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four, Travis, you knew it was only a matter of time until I got to NASCAR. Yep. What if Dale Earnhardt didn't die? Mm-hmm. Yep, I was on my short list, and I knew you would, would get there. What, uh, how different NASCAR would look, both in a positive and a negative point of view. Yeah. Positively, I think Dale Earnhardt Incorporated, the race team he had, is still around. I think Dale Earnhardt is the face of NASCAR, as even retired. Mm-hmm. He's he's the old statesman. I think a lot of the decisions that they've made, such as the playoffs and stuff like that, don't happen if Dale Earnhardt is around, because he would vehemently say, "What are you doing?" Right. Yeah. On the flip side, it was because of the death of Dale Earnhardt that we got so many of the safety 
innovations that we got in NASCAR. So if Dale Earnhardt doesn't die, do we get those innovations? Mm-hmm. Possibly right. not. We're talking about more drivers being dead. Mm-hmm. Or someone else. Or someone else. Earnhardt. Yeah. So, uh, but to me, that's still the biggest what if of is what would the sport of NASCAR look like if Dale Earnhardt doesn't die? Because everyone knew Dale Earnhardt, whether you were a racing fan or not. You knew him. You knew mm-hmm. the look. It yep. was the sunglasses. It was the mustache. You just knew him. And, you know, I was actually watching a, a video series on YouTube recently where they looked back at that Daytona 500 and the week after it and just it was 24-7. People were talking about it. And you wonder if he doesn't die where the sport of NASCAR would be today. Would it be in a better place? Would it be in a worse place? I don't know. But right. it, it has to be a what if. Right. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I felt like it was – just to like with the crash, it uh, took a lot of uh, fans out yes. of of NASCAR. Oh yeah, um, you know I tell the story all the time about my dad was a big Dale mm-hmm. Earnhardt guy and all sorts of three memorabilia yep. all over the house and still to this day uh, have it and always see it around. And uh, he was a a fan of yeah. Junior, but it wasn't the Intimidator. And I think part of the reason why. Is and and if Dale's still alive, you know Dale probably races another year or two. Right. I think in interviews leading up to that Daytona 500, he said that he had he felt he had five years left. So you figure, all right, another year or two, conservatively. Mm-hmm. That means he has a year or two of mentoring Junior still. Yep. And teaching and learning with Junior, and then when he retires, Junior has him there as part of the team ownership. And I think right. part of the reason so many people fell off is because Junior wasn't as good as his dad. Mm-hmm. If Junior is just as good as Dale Earnhardt, I don't think a lot of those fans leave. Right. They yeah. still stick around. Yeah. It's exactly. that Junior was not Dale Earnhardt. Right. He's still extremely popular. Mm-hmm. But he, just he wasn't Earnhardt on the name. track as good as his dad. Right. And you have to wonder if his dad was there coaching him if he would have become that possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I just feel like it was kind of like a sudden drop off of yeah, fans going away rather than, you know, if he retired, maybe uh, some people still stick around longer yep. or whatnot. That's kind of what my thinking yep. would be and or whatnot. Could you imagine Dale Earnhardt mentoring a Kevin Harvick? Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Harvick was already an aggressive driver when he was young, but with Earnhardt's mentoring him, you're talking about a different situation. Right, so. and just all about you know Earnhardt could have been just the ambassador mm-hmm. of the sport, kind oh, yeah. of like uh, Richard Petty. Richard Petty was, yep. yeah, yep, yeah, yep. exactly. There, so we don't of course, have if that that's now. what Earnhardt would, would have wanted to do, oh, yeah, yeah. I, don't know if I actually would have actually seen him do. possibly trying to go into like helping out the NASCAR brass, like being in the race control and stuff like that, because he had such an opinion on what he thought was right and wrong and stuff like that. So. Right. Yep. All right, Travis. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, what if Earnhardt doesn't uh, doesn't crash yep. there at Daytona? Yep. Or he crashes and hops out like we've seen him right, so many normal. times. Yep. Yep. Just, uh, just another crash yep. uh, there, bub. Unfortunately, it was not. Yep. All right, so uh, let's go back to a little bit more uh, local, personal stuff for me. Uh, But uh, this was always one that I always thought of that kind of racked my brain. Um, What if the uh, Dolphins beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship game and it's the Dolphins versus the Bears in the 85 Super Bowl? 
Do the Bears get remembered so fondly for that defense because the Dolphins mm-hmm. were the only team, the team. to beat them right. that season. And could we possibly be talking about Dan Marino with a championship and a legitimate Hall of Famer in Dan Marino? Yeah. They could have beat the Bears again. They could have. And then the Bears, where they have still had the Super Bowl shuffle that was also famous for them just winning in general as well. Like, what if they did the Super Bowl shuffle it, and still lost? It would it would, it would, would be famous for the wrong reasons. Exactly, yeah. Because they did that. They released that before the season started. Oh, before the season started? Yeah, it was before the season started. Oh, I thought it was, like, before the Super Bowl. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hmm. It was I, – I, I, hold on. Now you're going to make me look this up. Hold Super on. Bowl shuffle. We ain't here to start no trouble. <laughs> We're just here to do the Super Bowl. The Bowl Shuffle. Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 But yeah, I mean like that's like for some reason the Patriots just had the Dolphins number on that day in the championship game and I think it the the history of the game would have been a lot better as well. It wouldn't have been a blowout by the Bears, a lot better Super Bowl. It was released December 1985, two months before the Super Bowl. Okay, so still, not at the start of the season, but it was before the Super yep. Bowl then. Yep, hmm. They were that confident that they were going to go to the Super Bowl, shuffle. Shuffle yep. to the Super Bowl. Yep. Hmm. So. I think Dan Marino could have got a ring then. I, I think they could have beat the Bears. I agree with you. I don't know if they could have. It at least would have been a much better game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine Dan slinging the ball around against the 85 Bears. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would have been such uh, such a cool Super Bowl, I think. But instead, nope. Nope. Patriots upset them, and then they get blown out by the Bears. Can't even uh, score on them. Can't even score on them. I mean, I think they did get a touchdown. But the Fridge... Scores one. Yeah, but Walter can't. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, moving on to my next one, Travis. Uh, we're going to go uh, – I hate doing all negative things, but, I mean, that's what most of these what-ifs are. What if Tiger doesn't get injured? Yep. He would he'd have, have a lot more majors. Yep. He'd have the record by now. And he'd probably be retired and happy by now. And he wouldn't mm-hmm. keep putting himself through this. Or more specifically, that U.S. Open where he won it on one leg. What if he doesn't win it? What if when he gets hurt, he stops? Mm. Because he did more damage because that was when he went to a playoff with Rocco Mediate. Yep, 18-hole playoff. Yeah, if he doesn't get hurt, or he does get hurt, but he stops. Mm-hmm. And doesn't yeah, make could, it worse. Oh yeah, you could say, what if he if he doesn't get hurt, he doesn't do uh, enough damage, and he just maybe he just wins the tournament straight up yeah. and just blows out everybody. Or yeah. I guess maybe he would have lost too because he needed to come back on Sunday. E- either or doesn't matter. But if he doesn't, if that tournament, yeah, it's definitely something that's affected affected still him ever to this since. Day. And you He's think never of, the same after that? No. Mm-mm. That's the, that's the pinpoint. Yes, the the stuff with the car and everything like that, but right. That was that was the start. That was the start of it. And he's been chasing that dragon ever since to get mm-hmm. back there. And right. he's finally now accepting. But what if he didn't get hurt? Mm-hmm. He yeah. like I said, he'd ha- he'd have the record for majors. He'd have every golf record there would be because he was on that pace. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's been no one to come along to push him. 
Yep. We've talked about that. There has been no – the closest he had was Phil, and mm-hmm. that was it. Yep. And Rory for a little bit, but, you know, even now I would say Tiger in his prime aged would be better than most of the guys out there on the course. Yeah, definitely. It's true. All right. Um, my uh, number uh, six here – I'm going to go back on the hardwood. Okay. And I'm going to go to LeBron here. There's a couple of things here. But I'm going to go with what if LeBron had gone to college. Ah, I had that on my short list too. Yeah. So uh, where would he have gone? Would he have have stayed in Akron, stayed in Ohio, Mm -hmm. went to Ohio State? Or would he have went to uh, Duke? Would he have went to North Carolina? Mm -hmm. North Carolina maybe not because, of course, he would have been compared to Jordan there too as well as he was already doing that in yep. uh, in high school um so uh, of course uh, what would have happened would he have just like been just a ho-hum college player or you know and that would have altered the draft as yeah. well that's the draft class that yeah. he was uh, that he would have gotten into mm-hmm. so um it wouldn't have come out at that point it would have been a year uh league a year later yep and i'm not sure who would enter that into that class how that would affect it but it affects two different draft classes yeah. uh there if he uh, goes to college and i'm just trying to imagine lebron with his like signature one-arm dunk and it being like an ohio state uniform if it was against ohio state mm-hmm. what what year was lebron draft oh three he was part of that three. famous oh three draft class that's right um, so it would have been like a year or two earlier. Illinois still would have been good then with yeah. the coach self, but uh, he would have played against uh, Illinois. Well, and that's that cool. that's saying if he went one and done. Yeah, who's to say if been. he doesn't go two years? Wasn't the uh, there wasn't a rule at that point that he had to go two years or anything? Right. But who's to say he does? Because mm. he said in in interviews past that he wanted to be part of March Madness. That was one thing he kind of missed out on. Mm-hmm. So. Who's to say? But if he goes one year and he comes out the next year, Travis, he'd be in the same draft class as Dwight Howard, um, Okafor, Ben Gordon, Sean Livingston, uh, Luol Dang, Andre Iguodala. So he would have been the best player, obviously, in that draft class. Yeah. And, by the way, that draft year, the Bulls were picking third. Ooh, we could have got him. <laughs> but like you said, it also changes the previous draft class. Because there's a, a scenario that could have happened, Travis, where you could have had Wade and LeBron on the same team, Carmelo and LeBron on the same team mm-hmm. in coming up together. Right. Yeah, and those guys kind of were, uh, I think they probably formed a friendship at that point when yep. they came into the draft together. And so that would have kind of altered uh, history there a little bit because you wouldn't have had the Dwayne Wade relationship. So, you know, who's to say wherever LeBron goes, yep. it was the picture story of going to Cleveland and that, just a kid from Akron and getting picked first by the Cavs. And so mm-hmm. who knows? That's a, that's a lot of dominoes. It that is. could fall if uh, LeBron does what a, a teenager should do and go to college. Yep. Instead of playing in the NBA or going to the G League. Because that brought me, I brought that up there because uh, Bronny Jr. is still undecided on where he's going to go to college and he's graduating uh, this year. And so uh, that was kind of where I got it. I was like, oh, where is Bronny going to go? Uh, Because we know LeBron is just kind of stretching this out. Right. 
as to so he can play with them. Right. And does he go the G League route? He can go that route, or does he go like I saw that a pitch of like Oregon, or you know, so you get land a big NIL deal, mm. or does he go with like a Jordan brand school, right. Nike brand school, or whatnot? You know, kind of what LeBron has mm-hmm. and whatnot, and of course. I didn't. I forgot. Well, Michigan was talked about. Yeah. That's one of the ones that yeah. was talked about, and I would personally love that because what if LeBron comes to uh, uh, State Farm Center? Yeah, yeah. watch his son play. Or maybe he'll just come to Champaign anyways. I have not seen uh, landing spots at Illinois. Well, that's because it's under the radar traps. And so also, hard behind the scenes. Another one was like USC because yes. LeBron plays out in yes. LA, of course, yes. and. You can watch him play all the time. So yep, yep. That's just what got me to think about it. That Bronny's a senior, and uh, he's gonna have to decide where he's gonna go to college soon. So yep, yep. what if his dad went to college? Yeah. What if he has an alma mater to go to? Yeah, exactly. Following the family footsteps. Right. And, yeah. You know, we're not having this discussion. Mm-hmm, exactly. My next one, Travis. You're gonna. I'm gonna get bonus points with you. Uh huh. Because it's a sport of entertainment. <laughs> okay. What if Vince loses the steroid trial? Wow. Man. Well, he would have went to prison. He would have went to prison. And the company, WWF would have lost to WCW. Yeah, the company would have been in dire straits. Would have been in dire straits. Steve Austin does not become Steve Austin because he doesn't have the Mr. McMahon character no. to play off of. Bret Hart no. doesn't leave because he's not screwed. Yeah. Did that fracture the relationship with uh, Hulk Hogan and yeah. Vince? Yeah. Even though he testified yeah. for him. Yeah. But that's beside but, the point. But, but, yeah, and so that kind of fractured their relationship. So then it made it kind of easier for Hogan to go to WCW. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. can't remember where exactly the timeline that falls in with the trial yeah, that's and whatnot. I've seen same. I've yeah. heard podcasts yeah. and stuff. That's the same, same time frame, yeah. But, yeah. Vince goes to jail, and he's locked up for 25, 30 years. A long time, yeah. There might not be a WWE today. Uh, as we know it, right. WCW would have won. Yeah. <laughs> right. Changes the wrestling game of, completely. Uh, a lot of dominoes. Yes. Would have uh, yes. affected there. There would be no Attitude Era. No Attitude Era. Yeah. And that's that's what brought us in as fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I brought a lot of people. Yep. In as fans. Mm. So, alrighty, your turn, Trav. All right. So uh, let's go. Uh, let's go back to uh, baseball uh, here, and uh, this is another uh, one that's kind of talked about a lot. Is uh, what if Babe Ruth? Mm isn't sold from the Red Sox? What mm-hmm. if there is no curse of the Bambino? What if he just stays a Red Sox for his uh, whole career? Or more specifically, what if he's never a Yankee? Yeah. D- does Babe become the legendary figure that the Babe was? And uh, does the curse of the Bambino not even happen if he's not sold? So Yeah. It, the uh, curse doesn't happen. The curse doesn't happen. And that's kind of like the, what the allure was for a yeah. long time for Boston. And I think... And I could be wrong, Travis, but I think once he went to the Yankees is when he stopped pitching. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't think he becomes the revered figure that he is because a lot of his years in New York were focused on hitting where he became the all-time hitter. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think he's remembered as fondly if he stays a Red Sox because they so they would have still had him pitching. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so the trickle-down effect of that, besides just the Boston Yankee thing, is what Shohei Otani is doing now mm-hmm. would be even more impressive because you'd have nothing to compare it against. Right. There wouldn't be, you know, because we've heard, oh, he's the first guy since Babe Ruth to do this. No, he'd be the first guy ever to mm-hmm. do these things. Right. And so I yep. think Shohei Otani, as big as he is right now, would be even bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Crazy. Yeah, I, I I agree that if uh, the babe isn't a Yankee, he's not remembered as fondly. No. no. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of trickle down effect. There with is that one. There is. So, I agree. The babe. What if he stays a Red oh, Sox? Wow. What if he's not sold to the Yankees? Wow! 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 All right, my next one, Travis. Mm-hmm. We're going back to the gridiron. Mm-hmm. We're going to the mid-90s. Okay. What if Coach Jimmy Johnson doesn't get fired from the Cowboys? Mm. They just won two Super Bowls. Yep. And him and Jerry Jones just couldn't get along. But what if they did? Nope. Even that third Super Bowl they won, uh, Super Bowl Thirty over the Steelers, it was all with Jimmy Johnson's team. Mm-hmm. How many could they have had? Oh, yeah. If, true. if they if those two can just agree to get along, mm-hmm. as much as I know you 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 hate the moniker of America's team, if they go through a stretch traps where they win five Super Bowls in the nineties in a row, they're considered the greatest dynasty in the NFL. Yeah, like there would be no comparison, right? Yeah. And more importantly. The 49ers would not be remembered as fondly. Steve Young, Jerry Rice, they would have had one. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't have had that second one in, in between. Yeah. So, I think, and, and again, who knows how long they could have kept it together. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. That's the other you thing. keep it together, and this is pre-free agency. It was just pay whoever you want to pay how much as you want to pay them. You know, you keep Michael Irvin health. You know, Michael Irvin's there. Troy's Aikman's there. Mm-hmm. Emmett's still there, and Jimmy Johnson's coaching them. I don't think it's above the realm of possibility to say they could have won seven titles in ten years. Wow. Just because the rest of the NFL, player personnel-wise, wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong, but just the way they were headed makes you think that that isn't out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they would have earned that title for me for America's team. That's right. Five Super Bowls at least. I'm not going to say seven out of ten. That's just crazy. Yeah. But five for sure. They would have knocked off the Steelers at that point for the run that they would have had yeah. uh, back when they were good because, with uh, Terry Bradshaw and them. Yep, yeah, they beat they beat the uh, they beat the Steelers at 30. Then the next year it was the Patriots and the Packers. Mm-hmm. And neither one of those teams were that great. That was Drew Bledsoe's Patriots. I think that was the next year. Then the year after that, I I think, and I'm glad you looked that up, Travis. I I think you would have had to wait till the Rams would have been the next team to to give Dallas a run. Hmm. Wow. 
Or at least Denver. I think Denver could have won one or two there. Right, yeah, the with Elway and Cowboy, Terrell Davis. Cowboys be the Steelers in 95. Yeah. There, that was, was already three. That was already three there. Mm-hmm. In the 90s. Are you right. telling me that in the next five years they couldn't have won two more? Keeping the players there? Keeping Jimmy Johnson as the head coach who was doing a much better job than they would do later of keeping them out of trouble? Yeah. So everyone's on the field the whole time instead of behind bars? <laughs> right. Man, I can see how a lot of people are fans of Washington. They've they had some good runs yeah. here. Yeah. Dang, I didn't realize that they were they were a guy that but good back in the day. I, yeah. I just remember Washington sucking. Yeah. They're actually pretty decent. Yeah. So that's my next one. Mm, Cowboys. I guess technically that was 96. Yeah. You want to say 95, 96 96 season. Right. I wish I could see the playoffs or champion or NFC championship uh, games at that point. But, uh, man, Cowboys would have been uh, even more of a dynasty, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yep. There. So, mm. Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. That's right. How about them? How about them, Cowboys? (laughs) How about them this weekend? I mean, it was Jimmy Johnson who said that. I know. So. (laughs) Yep. If only they could have kept it together. And maybe he doesn't go into TV, too. It's true. Or go to the Dolphins and have a failed run as a head coach there. Yeah, I forget about the Dolphins. So does everyone else. He was the coach of the Dolphins? He was. Jimmy Johnson, yeah. After after he was done at uh, Dallas. That's where he went to next. Hmm. forgot about that. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, let's see. Where am I going to go to next? Or a couple that I could go. Mm, I've already really went with the injury route. Mm, but is that one of the biggest what-ifs in sports, though? Mm. Uh, one of my uh, short lists, I have... Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I already have uh, a Barry in there because uh, his early retirement. But what if Bo Jackson doesn't get hurt? Mm, yep. Bo Jackson, the original cheat code and the original two sport athlete. Uh, before Dion was doing it, uh, Bo was doing it with the the Royals, and of course uh, his tenure with the Raiders as well. And uh, you couldn't tackle him in Techno Bowl. You weren't allowed to play with the Raiders uh, because Bo was just so good and a uh, two-sport athlete, and he was just kind of ended an injury, ended that both uh, football career and baseball career uh, as well. And he was just a freak athlete and one of those guys uh, where you're like, man, if you could just sustain that longer mm-hmm. playing both sports, but especially you didn't really know which sport was he better at. Was he better at football or was he better at baseball? Cause he excelled at, at both. And was such a freak athlete yep. and just one of those athletes that you hear about all the time. And so what a, what a time to be alive when he was doing that, that thing. And just like, he was probably just like a, like an alien out there. Like, what is this guy? Was he like climbing walls and running over players left and right? And so what about Bo? If Bo doesn't get hurt. I love it. I love it. It was on my short list. And I couldn't agree with you more. Bo. Still look up some highlights. Yep. No. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. I. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do it. All right. This is going to get really personal heavy here towards the final three. So we'll start with this one. Travis, what if Steve Bartman's not at that game? Yes. Yes, Steve Bartman. What if he's not there? <laughs> or what if he's there and doesn't reach out for the ball? Either or. <laughs> but I like it more. He's just not there. <sighs> that guy is not there. First of all, his life is tons better. Yeah. He doesn't have to go into seclusion and hiding mm-hmm. and have police around him 24 hours a day. Right. Basically win this protection. But, oh. Hmm. Yeah. With the Cubs I don't need to say that. anymore because it, it's heartbreaking to just think about it. Cubs 101 over the Marlins? Yes. Because all you got to do is watch that ESPN 30 for 30 documentary where they showed Barman's hands not in the way. Alou makes that catch. Mm-hmm. Now, after that, what happens? Who knows? But right, at least that catch is made. Mm-hmm. The Gonzalez error doesn't yep. happen. Yep. Some say it, it, it would have. I don't think so. I don't think so. Everyone's rattled at that point. And even if even if it does, it doesn't hurt you as much because it's just a guy on first at that point, not runners on first mm-hmm. and second. Right. It's a guy on first with two outs and not runners on first and second with one out. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to get out of. Then we always always forget. That was game six. Yeah, there was a game seven. It was a game seven. But the balloon was out of the air at that point because everyone was like, oh, here we go. Right. Yep. Of course this is happening. Exactly. So Bartman's not at Wrigley. Bartman. Ah. Mm. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I do have one in mind for my uh, number number 10. Uh, I'm trying to find a good one for my uh, number 9. Mm. I just kind of had this kind of. Yeah, yeah written written out i do have some in the top 10 but kind of changing them on the fly here (laughs) see what i like see what i don't like got the big board going Uh on like it's a real fancy draft yep Mm. travis is now on the clock now it's about to expire um, I don't know if this is a good one or not, but I kind of always like this intriguing uh, scenario. Uh, but uh, what if the miracle on ice doesn't happen? Oh, that was on my short list. What Travis. if the United States lost to a Russia in that uh, Olympic Games? And are we speaking Russian right now? Would they mm. have taken over the United States at that point? Um, you know, is Al Michaels re- uh, remembered fondly for there's no, do you believe in miracles? Nope, it's yes. not there. Nope. What if uh, USA lost that game uh, to uh, the USSR in Lake Placid? Cold War. Right, exactly. What would have happened? There's no great Disney movie, Miracle? No, nope. no. That my VCR destroyed? Is 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 hockey looked at as a failure in the country? Are we even having the NHL now? I know. Because right. they, they brought shame to American pride? I don't know about shame, but... Uh, they didn't you know, pull it off. Russia would have just kept dominating, yep. dominating the hockey world. And yep. like I said, we could be speaking Russian and right now. And if I'm not mistaken, Travis, and you may know this better than I do, although I could probably look it up just as fast, that wasn't the gold medal game. Nope. 
It wasn't. It was just semifinals. I don't remember. I want to say Finland they beat in the gold medal game. So going off of that, what if they lose the gold medal? Right. Is it remembered as fondly? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Oh, they did not win the gold. Oh, by beating USSR. That's right. See, oh, my computer is being slow right now. They did end up getting the gold. They came oh. back to beat Finland four to two. Finland, yeah. Look at me. Good job. Look at that recall. Finland, baby. So, yeah. What if the upset doesn't happen? What if it doesn't happen? I agree. So good. It was the victory was voted the greatest sports moment of the 20th century by Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Looking at that famous Sports Illustrated cover now. Yep. Do they even have Sports Illustrated anymore? Um, I don't know. I think my subscription ran out in like 2010, and I haven't re- renewed it yet ever. So good back in the day. By the way, the uh, Soviet players Sports who won for kids. they won silver uh, did the uh, Soviet team, and none of their players turned in uh, their medals to get their names on them because they were so upset. Exactly. We broke the Soviets. That's right. We broke the Iron Curtain. The Iron Wall. By the way, we beat them again in 2014. It was game was tied at 2-2 after overtime. And uh, it was an eight-round shootout with T.J. Oshie uh, scoring on the four of six attempts for the U.S. Former blue. It was dubbed the mar- Marathon on Ice. Marathon on Ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, both teams failed to win a medal. Uh, so that's why it's not as remembered. Mm. See, all, all that matters is what you do in the end. Yeah. All right, my turn. All right. I hate to go back-to-back, but I'm going to go back-to-back with Cubs. Travis, mm-hmm. what if the Cubs don't come back from being down at Cleveland? It's true. What if they don't come back from being down 3-1? What if they lose that series 4-1? And we're still talking about the Cubs not winning a World Series. Yep, that's true. You talk about this team now and how they've shipped everyone away. What if that team doesn't win the World Series? Can you imagine they'd be setting records for payroll? Mm-hmm. Because they would be so desperate to get it. Yep. So, right. I think it would have happened within the next year or two, just because of that young core. But what if it doesn't? Mm-hmm. What if we're sitting here in 2023, and the Cubs still have not won a World Series since 1908? I know. Do they do those renovations on Wrigley Field? Does it become the most expensive place to watch a game? <laughs> Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you went through that stretch where you were in the CS, CS, World Series, CS again and didn't win a World Series as a fan base, you got to go, I'm done. We can't do it. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yep, exactly. I think that uh, we'd still be uh, the – you'd still be the – There would be no one within our stratosphere. Yeah. Of, would, the, would the Indians change their name to the Guardians? I mean, I think they were forced to do that. Uh, but. 
We could just blame it on. That's on right. Them. All right. What's your final one, Travis? Final one. Final one. All right, we're we're we're, we're here. Going, we're going personal. I hope I didn't take this one okay. uh, from you, but 2005. Okay. What if James Augustine and Jack Ingram were not in foul trouble in that national championship game? And what if Sean May doesn't show up like he did and dominate the game? Uh, and what if the Fighting Illini win the national championship in 2005? Uh, Create Travis. the greatest team in history of college basketball. Travis finished uh, like thirty-five and one, thirty-three and one. That didn't that, I, that didn't make my short list because I don't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. It's too good of a world. What my biggest what if? Why? What if they won in 05? Why are you doing this to me? It would have went down as the greatest college team ever. And the the trickle down effect of the recruiting from that. Mm-hmm. And does Bill Self leave? Well, he was already gone at that point. Who's our coach? Bruce Weber. Bruce Weber Does yeah. Bruce Weber leave? I think eventually, yeah. Oh, eventually, yeah. But, but how many more championships do they get? Well, Darren Brown, well, if if they would have won, D. Brown probably would have went out. Probably. Probably would have left early. Probably. Augustine probably leaves early, too. But yeah. Powell. Powell was a senior, so. Yeah, he was already leaving. Yeah. Saw him play in the ABA. I think the only one that would have stuck her, well, I mean, Darren Williams probably would have still went pro. But yep. I think D. Brown would have went pro because yep. his stock wouldn't have been any higher. Uh, any higher. And I think that was just kind of, I don't know, he kind of looked at his draft stock maybe. I think maybe was there an injury mm-hmm. uh, as well with his foot or something. Why D. Brown also wanted to stick around another yeah. year because yeah. he saw the writing on the wall. They probably wasn't going to be right, a high right. draft pick at that point. So what's another year in college? Not only that, Travis, but here's the other thing of that. And that is is the Big Ten looked at as saying they haven't won a championship because Illinois would have won a championship. Right. They would have been the last Big Ten team at this point to win a championship. Right, yeah. I mean, if you want to consider Maryland a Big Ten team because they won in like 01 or something. No, not at at that point. I know, not at that time, yeah. But they are now. They are now, yeah. But in this situation – you know, every time March comes around, everyone always brings it up that a Big Ten team has not won a championship since Michigan State did it, I think. Yeah, I think so. In 99. A true Big Ten team, yeah. Illinois would have quieted all of that in 05. It would have been a, a little quieter. It's still been a, since 05. But but it's not as bad as 99, Travis. So, Right. 99 does seem uh, long ago. Yes. But... What if oh. a final line I would have won the championship in 05? And they would have had a national title. I know. Yep. We could mm-hmm. say we were national champs at something. Yep. We'd probably have a big national championship yeah. banner here in the studio oh, yeah. and whatnot. Yep. yep. That would have been great. You could probably go to the State Farm Center and see mm-hmm. the title. Yep. And have it on so, display. Saw the banner. Banners would be there. Yeah, but it just wouldn't be a Final Four nope. thing. No. Oh. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Yep. What if James Augustine's not in foul trouble? You you could even go back, Travis. Not even have to go back that far. What if they don't lose to Loyola? What if the pandemic doesn't happen? No, that oh, that should have been on our list. That affected so much. 
Why didn't either of us think, put that? I didn't think about that. Gosh, what if the pandemic doesn't happen? Illinois national champs. Yeah, we would have been a Final Four team. For oh, sure. Travis. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. We're gonna be talking about two-time back-to-back champs. Because mm-hmm. I still think that second year they were better when they were the one seed. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they were better, but. Mm. I mean, that, that 2020 team was good. I think that 2021 team was a little bit better. Yeah. Kofi had another year to get himself where he needed to be, and Io was becoming a star. Yeah. Oh, right. oh I'm hurt now. <laughs> I don't even want to say my final one. <laughs> All right, I'll say my last one. And, again, this is a personal thing uh, for me. And it affected the sport on, as a whole. And that is, what if Jeff Gordon stayed an open wheel and didn't go to NASCAR? Hmm. Jeff Gordon didn't go to NASCAR. Jeff Gordon was the one who kind of started not only the drivers from the West Coast coming to NASCAR, but also the young guy movement was all started by Jeff Gordon. Mm-hmm. And the guys who could go from open wheel to NASCAR. Think of people who's followed in his path include Kurt Busch, Tony Stewart, all these other guys behind him, and then Jimmy Johnson, all the young guns of NASCAR, and the NASCAR sport expansion as a whole. They didn't race in California on an oval until Jeff Gordon got there. They weren't going to New York City to do their end-of-the-year stuff until Jeff Gordon got there. No NASCAR driver before or since has been a host on SNL besides Jeff Gordon. Like, how different NASCAR would be looked at. It would be a regional-based sport that would not have national attention, that would not have these TV companies fighting for millions of dollars to have it. Before Jeff Gordon got there, they were airing races on tape delay because no one cared about them. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. They wouldn't air races live every week. They'd do the big ones. Daytona would be live. Darlington would be live. But for the most part, they'd be on tape delay. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. They probably don't go to Indianapolis. Right. Or if they do, it's not as successful because part of the appeal of that was that Jeff Gordon won the first one as the hometown guy because he was from Indiana. And so that made the success of it. Hmm. If he doesn't if he doesn't go to NASCAR, NASCAR today as we know it is nothing like it is. Like I said, the trickle-down effect, there's no Jimmy Johnson in NASCAR. There's no Tony Stewart in NASCAR. There's no Kurt Busch. Think of all the champions I just named, that those titles are gone, and who's going to get them? Yeah. Mark Martin probably gets a title, (laughs) finally. But it's just crazy to think of. Viagra car. Or the Valvoline. He could have done it in Valvoline. Uh, Valvoline. The old school days, because there's no Jeff Gordon there to win 10 races in a year and take the title. Yeah. So, there you go. All right. I I always like doing this, going through and and seeing some of the other ones that just missed out on our list. Um, I had the Red Sox. What if they never came back against the Yankees? Yep. What if Shaq and Kobe got along? Cardinals would have won another World Series. That's right. That's right. Hmm. Shaq and Kobe got along. Yeah, what if they never split up? Yep. Right. Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt. Yep. No Tom Brady. What if the Bills don't go wide right? 
right. What if that kick never goes wide right and the Bills win that first title? Yeah, as I say, what if they just won any of those yeah. titles that they, that they were in? What if Len Bias didn't die? Right, yep, that was on my short list. Uh, yep. Um, what if Shaq never left the Magic? Mm-hmm. Yep, what if him and Penny would have stayed together? What if Peyton goes to the Chargers, Travis? Yep, that was on my short list. Mm-hmm. What if Kurt Warner was happy bagging groceries? Yep. No Super Bowl for St. Louis. What if Nick Saban doesn't go to Alabama? Yep. Yeah, what if he wasn't a failure in the NFL? What if UFC wasn't busted and had to give all those wins back? I don't know what a lot changes there, but... What if Bill Buckner stops the ball? Mm-hmm. What if Jackie Robinson doesn't make the pros? Yep. What if Roberto Clemente didn't go deliver on that plane? Yep, exactly. What if he didn't die in that plane crash? What if Albert Pujols is traded to the Montreal Expos? Yes, that's the one that I <laughs> I saw on the list. I didn't even know that that was yes. a possibility, but in the Fernando Tatis yes. deal. Yes, uh, what it if wouldn't have been Tatis. There? It would have been Albert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What if the Yankees <laughs> did what uh, Steinbrenner wanted them to do? And they traded Mariano Rivera in '96 to the Mariners. Right, yeah, I, I saw. I also saw that, and I didn't even know it was even a possibility. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. What if the Dream Team never happened? Hmm. What if WrestleMania wasn't a success, Travis? All right. Yep. No WWE. And finally, are you ready for my last one? Mm-hmm. What if Lance Armstrong died when he got cancer? Wow. <laughs> He's revered. He's not looked at as a cheater. Yeah. Yeah. What what if he didn't cheat? What if he didn't cheat? Well, he probably doesn't win those. I guess so. Tour de France's. This is true. But he he's, he becomes a hero if he wins the Tour de France's and then dies. Mm. And nothing comes out about it. Yeah. So. Mm. You know, you know it's us, so we had to end it on a morbid one. No, we're not doing that. Ah. Uh, what if Michael Vick never got caught for yeah. dog fighting, or never was involved in dog right, fighting? Right, right, right. Not that he did get caught. Uh, what if Mike Tyson didn't go to prison for three years? Mm-hmm. Mm. What if he never got knocked out by Buster Douglas? Yep, that was also on the uh, short list. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, what if the Warriors didn't blow a three-to-one lead? Ah. LeBron doesn't have a title yep. in Cleveland, and also they are the greatest team in uh, basketball history mm-hmm. with uh, capping off that season that they yep. had. Yep. Uh, what if LeBron never took his talents to South Beach and stayed in Cleveland? Yep. What if the ping pong ball didn't go Cleveland's way to get LeBron in the first place? It's true, yeah. But we've already done a whole episode on conspiracy theories about the draft <laughs> right. lottery. Exactly. Go, go back in the archives. Uh, what if uh, Albert stayed in St. Louis yeah. and didn't go to the Angels? Yeah. And then I guess the last one that I wanted to uh, mention here that I didn't have on the list, but it's very a very interesting story uh, when going and looking at the what-ifs in sports, and this was a very interesting uh, one, that if uh, what if George Hallis was on the SS Eastland yes. that he was supposed to be that day in 1915 where it capsized in the Chicago River or, or Lake Michigan, I guess mm-hmm. it was, and uh, that capsized, killing 844 passengers on board. Uh, George Hallis was supposed to be one of those. He had purchased a ticket but did not 
board the boat. Yep. And so uh, does the uh, Decatur Staley's become a thing into the Chicago Bears and also uh, important to uh, the NFL revenue sharing with the television deals right. as well. So what if George Hallis perished on the SS Eastland? We're still looking at the Arlington Park Bears. So Are we? Yeah. Mm. Don't worry, eventually. guys. Yeah, eventually. It's eventually going to happen. Yes, it's full steam ahead, especially uh, with the Mr. Warren oh, yeah. uh, there. Even so. more so now. All right. So uh, if you uh, look that one up, explore that one. That's very interesting, uh, one that I didn't even know about uh, there. Uh, for Mr. George Hallis there. So uh, that's going to do it here for us. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, this uh, snake draft, and hopefully uh, thank you for uh, sticking it out with us. And uh, so uh, we are going uh, to leave you with that, and uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading. We will get out of here for today. We'll be back on Monday to recap everything that happens this weekend and also the top three moments in the sports weekend as well. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Peace out. Peace out.